0: A Florida man was arrested for screaming at neighbors and threatening to kill them, all because his testicles hurt. Police got the call about a 32-year-old man possibly on drugs and threatening to kill the neighbors with a gun. Officers found the man soaked with sweat and clearly panicked. He told them his testicles were hurting and he believed he had parasites from swimming in a nearby creek. <laughs> Which um, maybe he watched an episode of Monsters Inside Me, and
1: you could have just told me that story and said, "Guess where <laughs> this happened?" Would not have been I'm hard to do f-
0: that moving forward.
1: Yeah, not hard to figure out that was a Florida story. <laughs> also, that's something that never happens to the wealthy. You never see the wealthy threatening to murder their neighbors because their testicles hurt. This is true. Seems to be this specifically geared towards
2: people who live on the beach. <laughs> Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show.
0: It's two minutes after six at DVE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. It's 60 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Xfinity from Comcast. I'm Val Porter. Bill Cosby will learn his fate today. He'll find out how much time, if any, he'll have to serve for drugging and sexually assaulting former Temple University athletic staffer Andrea Constand at his home in 2004. DA Kevin Steele is asking Cosby be sentenced to five to ten years in state prison because he believes cosby has not shown remorse in testimony yesterday a psychologist from pennsylvania's sexual offenders assessment board said cosby has a personality disorder that makes him a quote unquote sexually violent predator Constan read her victim impact statement in the philadelphia area court saying quote the jury heard me mr cosby heard me and now all i'm asking for is justice as the court sees fit Several western Pennsylvania counties are receiving funding to fight the opioid epidemic. It was announced yesterday that Allegheny, Beaver, and Washington counties each will receive a million dollars in funding annually to help stop the supply of opioids and fentanyl. That money will also be used to prosecute drug dealers who traffic in our communities. Are you carrying around love weight? A new survey by Jenny Craig found 79% of Americans in a relationship are carrying around some love weight or pounds put on since their relationship began. (laughs) According to the research, the average respondent has gained 36 pounds since they first started dating their current partner. That's a lot. 17 in the first year alone. That is a lot. So much for
3: that freshman 15, huh?
0: Men were much more likely to gain weight during the first year of a relationship than women. So, why the love weight? Well, 42% say it's because of all that dining out. 34% say they are less active. 30% of respondents blamed it on staying in, ordering takeout, or cooking at home and drinking together. Also, exercising less to spend more time together was a reason, starting a family, and generally just giving up. Let.
3: Since we've fallen in love, I find myself really loving meatloaf
0: and lasagna
3: <laughs> and candy at midnight. It's amazing. I mean, I, I, I know with kids, like, I joke all the time, but I really do um, eat all their snacks.
0: Yeah. It'll be hard not to.
3: They're so good. It's <laughs> like last night. Well, it's always there. There's cheese curls and gold goldfish yeah. and... Good stuff. Swedish fish and, and those striped cookies. The, the, the fudge the f- stripes. Oh, yeah.
0: And we're heading into Halloween. I mean, so Halloween candy's going to be around.
3: Here comes another 16.
0: Yeah. <laughs> People at a fast food restaurant in Florida weren't in the mood to eat more chicken or pretty much anything else after being chased around the parking lot by a naked guy intent on showing off his junk. Corey Hatzel was busted in the wee hours of Monday morning when a woman called 911 from a Chick-fil-A to say that he was exposing himself and demanding to fight her boyfriend. (laughs) Hatzel still had his pants on when he started chasing the man who was on a bike a few doors down from the Chick-fil-A, but then he started taking all his clothes off, and according to the police report, the 30-year-old kept yelling at the woman's boyfriend, you're gay for looking at my junk, and then demanded others in the crowd take a good look.
3: Hey, check out my nuggets. So
0: I guess (laughs) make up your mind.
3: Bunch of homos.
0: But take a look.
3: Who wants to hook
1: up? The homophobic gay flasher.
3: (laughs) and He's Lyle, the feminine (laughs) heterosexual.
0: (laughs) More and more people in England are naming their kids after characters from Game of Thrones. A new report from the BBC says 343 newborn girls were named Aria. Is that how you say it? Yep. Uh, in 2017, Star. That's a 14 percent jump from 2016. 73 babies named Khaleesi, eleven named Tyrion, Tyrian, Tyrion, Tyrion, Tyrion. Uh, Star that's, Wars.
3: That's uh, I believe that's Peter Dinklage. Oh, okay. The, the little, the little guy.
0: Yeah, you don't watch Game of Thrones, do you? I don't because I. W- you got to. You wanted to get in too late. There's 55 yeah.
3: hours of uh, programming to watch. I'm. Afraid
1: I'm gonna need Game of Thrones at some point. You know what <laughs> I mean?
0: For a long layup.
1: Yeah. Like something's gonna happen where they're gonna be like, We're gonna reconstruct your torso, Mr. Bauman, and I'm gonna be like, All right. Game We've got of Thrones this time. new set of legs for you. Yeah. I hope that doesn't it doesn't get to that, but This
0: iron lung is really going to be (laughs) prohibitive, right? Exactly.
1: So I'm waiting until that time to start it.
0: Star Wars characters were also a popular pick last year. 140 named 149 baby girls named after Princess Leia. 70 boys were named Kylo, and 21 named Ray. Seven girls born in England last year were also named after Disney's newest princess Moana.
3: I don't think I'd name my daughter Leia. No. Lay in the word is not oh, okay because the
1: first thing you do when you give a name to a child is think of all the nicknames and bad things
3: that people can make from that name. Right? Right. You put it through the make funinator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> most
0: people do. Yeah. Some How don't. can we
3: pick on this name? <laughs> Someone will inevitably be like, "No, I my friend's dog is named that."
0: I do feel bad because our dog is named Riley, and if I if somebody says their kid's named Riley, I'm like. I'm not going to tell them I name my dog Riley. I don't know why I feel like that's offensive or something. My but.
1: brother named his dog uh, something, and uh, I don't want to say it because, you know, whatever. And uh, then one of our Bill? friends was like, <laughs> uh, you know, gave birth to a daughter like a year later, and it had the same name. And we we're Your like... Your brother's
3: dog, Kennedy. You can say <laughs> it, dude. No. <laughs> no. And
1: we we're like, uh, it was so, like, it was Tessie. Like, it was, you know... It was a big uh, uh What the hell are the-
0: Sheep dog Dog you t- Oh Bernese mm-hmm. mountain dog
1: Thank you Yeah my brain isn't working After that game <laughs> last night is
0: it, is it sad that we've worked together So long that I know <laughs> You guys
3: should
1: go On that read- game show pyramid <laughs> together <laughs> I
0: can read your mind
3: Chocolate babies <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah they had a Bernese mountain dog Named Tessie And then our friend Named their kid that And we were like So do we have to Do you
3: change the dog name now? Like, because the dog is, you know, kind of... Here's my daughter, Burmese Mountain. (laughs) Wait, I think, no, what we meant was the name, not the breed. I want you to meet my sis, my my, my new daughter, Snoopy. (laughs) (laughs) Have you met Doberman yet? She's so adorable. A
1: Doberman. Uh, The
0: teasing is over. Soon the wait will be too as the Beatles will release a 50th anniversary edition of the White Album released in 1968. It'll be available in numerous configurations on November 9th with all 30 songs remixed by original producer George Martin's son Giles in stereo and 5.1 surround sound. Like last year's 50th anniversary edition of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, this release contains plenty of bonus material, 27 early acoustic demos, and 50 session takes, most previously unreleased. Giles says, quote, in remixing the White Album, we've tried to bring you as close as possible to the Beatles in the studio. We've peeled back the layers of the glass onion with the hope of immersing old and new listeners into one of the most diverse and inspiring albums ever made and quote in addition to a two CD set vinyl and digital releases the individually numbered super deluxe version is a seven disc set with the 2018 stereo album mix demos 50 additional recordings a blu-ray disc 164 page hardcover book with an introduction by Paul McCartney the poster and color photos that came with the original album
3: Does it come with two towers of lotion for you and your friend to listen to it?
0: (laughs) And again, that's out on November 9th. (laughs) Rain off and on today, mid-70s for the high at 60 at DVE.
1: Well, the Steelers get a much-needed W last night in Monday Night Football. He's
4: back. Fires it to an open man, and running up the field is Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald runs over a man. He's at the 40, the 35, the 30, the 25, the 20, the 15, 10. Touchdown. Vance McDonald completely ran over strong safety. Chris Conte, and then just zoomed up the left sideline.
3: I mean. That's not right. One of the best. That's somebody's
1: dad. One of the (laughs) best. Super or uh, 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 touchdown
3: since James Harrison in the t- the Super Bowl for like Steeler grit and power and all that. One of the best stiff arms I've ever seen. Just, oh that was amazing. <laughs> that dude had to leave the game after that, just of embarrassment. <laughs> now Vance McDonald did get horrendously injured on that play. No, but. I mean, it was like, wait, that's v- Vance McDonald. He can do those kinds of things. I forgot. If he's in the lineup. Yeah. So <sighs> um,
1: the Steelers get a W last night. They hold off Fitzmagic and the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks late. Three
0: picks in the first half. Is that right? Three?
1: Uh, yeah. Was, was anybody else getting super annoyed with the announcers like acting like the game was over? I'm like, it... Yes. The guy had a I'm ball a- batted in the air for an interception. Another one that we're like, you know, we're... In his face, I think it was it was it McCullers was like right all over him in the end zone when he threw that pick six to Buddy Free. Oh Dupree. yeah, yeah. And it, it seemed circumstantial, unless on uh, Fitz though he didn't look great. Ben, on the other hand, really looked good last night. A huge game for number seven, who goes uh, to lead the Steelers on to their first victory of the year. They're one one and one. Mike Passuta flew back with the team. We'll have that uh, for you. Plus, coming up, Cam Hayward on the show. Is he really going to come on today at 8.45? Oh That's my
3: amazing. God. What a, Cam with one a of the best reaction gifts of all time. Yes. Hope. To that Vance McDonald stiff arm, he dropped down to a knee. What was that guy's name he ran over? Was Conti. The, yeah.
1: Chris Connie. Yeah. Is that what it was? Oh. Well, so we'll have carry on my Hayward son, 8.45. Steelers get it done. Randy Bauman in the DBE morning show. The Steelers last night, Monday night football. They get a much-needed win last night in some huge plays from uh, big players and some big plays from guys who finally stepped up as well. Uh, Bud Dupree with the big pick six. Patrick under center,
4: gonna play action fake. You're gonna throw the pass, intercepted with the football, running to the pylon, and that's a touchdown for Bud Dupree. A Steelers special, special defensive play for the second year man who hails from Kentucky.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Let me cons- consult my notes here. Lewis. He
2: hails from uh,
3: the Kentucky. And Bill
1: Hillgrove's defense he hasn't had to call Bud Dupree's name too often all <laughs> right had to dust off the dossier Michael have your sports uh, in full postgame reaction from uh, that win which brings the Steelers to one one and one last night Antonio Brown gets off the Schneid with a touchdown and uh, already uh, he had already had a touchdown this year uh, did not he no, have one in the Browns game
3: I don't think he did
1: all right the Nets is first he all smiles jumps into the end zone. And, uh, again, Big Ben with just an unbelievable night, but our secondary is the scariest thing this Halloween. Uh, go as the Steelers' defense. Frighten everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. What is going on there? And how about Boswell? We gave him the money, and he got the yips. He misses again last night. An extra point and a field goal. 47-yarder off. Are we going to have
0: a new kicker this week?
1: No, because we no. gave guaranteed money. No. Mike will have the full report coming up. Guess what? Another night game foul. Steelers-Ravens this Ugh. Sunday. Ugh. Late one. That's an eight twenty 20 kickoff. Why are they doing that to us? Five minutes later.
0: But then we have like four 1 o'clock games in a row.
1: Oh, good. Oh, we need this and win. And then
0: two 8-20 games in a row.
1: So will we be tied? What's the Ravens record right now? It's two and one. So if we beat them, we're tied for the... the Division lead on Sunday. Oh, how the tides can turn Sunday. And of course, uh, all of the action starts four hours before kickoff, just like it did last night. Mike's uh, full report when we come back, Gene Steratore with Zebra Talk 745, his weekly segment where we dissect all the things that are wrong with the NFL. And if last night wasn't an indictment of the uh, passer interference sensitivity Going on in the NFL right Too now. Too many
3: roughing the passer calls, man. There, there
1: were a couple of legitimate ones, but yeah, I mean, we we were the beneficiary of a couple of those last night. Yeah, the night.
3: one on Gerald McCoy.
1: Yeah, he, the I Bostic
0: mean, one though. That was
1: yeah, that was pretty bad. No, that should have been called. But P- Jason Pierre-Paul, his hand just came down on Ben, and
3: they called it. I don't know. Well, Ben embellished a little bit. That boy Ben.
5: <laughs> Sports coming up Get next. The Oscar for that
3: one. Mike Pusueda. DVE. DVE. Sports.
1: Mike Pursuita with your sports right now. He flew back with the team and he's here for you now on DVE. Mike. Smelling really good too. Sports this hour brought to you by CBS
3: Television. Good thing this is radio.
1: Yeah?
3: Uh, that was sarcastic. Yeah, you came in with a trail. I'm feeling a little ripe. but uh,
1: <laughs>
6: Here nonetheless, and uh, if Bill Cower was still coaching the Steelers, he might have observed what went on last night at Raymond James Stadium and declared it was no Mozart because it wasn't much to look at. That's what Cowery used to say. (laughs) (laughs) Going for the audio reference. Uh, It was not uh, a thing of beauty. It was not uh, a clinical performance, but it was Steelers 30, Buccaneers 27, and that's what the Steelers wanted. That's what the Steelers needed. That's what the Steelers had to have. Here's linebacker Vince Williams. We needed it drastically. We got it, too. Drastically. Wasn't uh, a mathematical must-have, but 0-2-1 would have been bad. You know, Agreed. Dogs and cats
1: living together, mass hysteria. Optically, not good if you start the season without a win in the first three weeks. Morale, very low. With all of the soap opera stuff they had going on outside of the lines, Mike, a loss last night could have proved fatal.
6: And instead, they're 1-1-1. The Bengals are 2-1, and one, the Ravens are 2-1, and one, and the Browns are 1-1-1. One, one one. So the whole division is within a half game of one another. And it's anybody's show. The some Brown- things
3: to look forward to, some thi- like some real bright spots, some things to still be concerned about.
6: Yeah, well, I think you saw a little bit, um, and uh, thank the Buccaneers, by the way, for not playing Deshaun Jackson in the first half. I don't know what was up with that. What was up with that? I, I just no don't, explanation. don't know what was up with that. Uh, what was up with that? That helped. Uh, The offense uh, got it done in the first half, and the defense got kind of pushed around at times and scorched at other times, but was able to make those impactful plays we've been talking about. Hey, Opportunistic. Give up 50 or 60 yards on a drive but get a pick in the red zone, and it it makes a big difference. Uh, Joe Hayden knows there's a lot to correct, but there's also much to be thankful for.
7: We don't go look at the film, um, but the biggest thing was, no matter what happened, just leave me here with a W.
3: The biggest thing was his return to the lineup for that secondary. I mean, he was all over the field.
6: They only gave up 411 (laughs) passing yards. Oh, God. What an improvement. Joe Hayden back. Can you imagine what they would have had without um, Jeez. But a lot of those impactful plays, it wasn't just the picks. There were sacks that – uh, had a, Anthony Ciccolo had a sack that pushed Tampa out of field goal range early. Joe Hayden made a diving pass defense in the end zone that forced a field goal yes. rather than surrendered a touchdown. Just little things that, when you get in these you know make it take it kind of games, which a lot of games in the NFL are like now. Uh, you know three instead of seven is big. Nothing instead of three is big. Seven uh, for your team because you gave it a short field. Stuff's huge. Cam Hayward knows. Uh-huh. Got to be opportunistic. Um,
8: We got our hands on a couple of their, uh, a couple of batted balls. And then um, we got a touchdown over it. We got a field position. We kept them off the board in that situation. Uh, And that's what you got to do versus a good team.
6: Yeah, it was uh, crazy. The Steelers started Cody Sensabaugh over Artie Burns. But they wound up playing Burns and Sensabaugh. It was an every two series rotation. Right. They didn't have Morgan Burnett. So you saw a lot of uh, Nat Berhe number 31 in the sub-package stuff. You saw Terrell Edmonds starting at strong safety because Morgan Burnett was not dressed. You saw Matt Filer starting at right tackle in place of Marcus Gilbert. B.J. Finney was still starting at right guard in place of Dave De Castro.
1: That was the one that was scaring me going into it last night and although there were times where Ben was uh moving around a little bit, they were uh they upheld the the line there a little better than I uh, I worried they might not be able to.
6: They did. If you have to uh have offensive line injuries, this was the team to have them against Tampa because the Buccaneers don't rush the passer very well even though McCoy is a real good player. Gerald McCoy number 93 and uh Jason Pierre-Paul has made some plays over the years. Mm-hmm. They just don't rush the passer well. Uh, they don't cover very well either. And uh, <laughs> the Steelers exploited that for the first two quarters. Uh, and they got it done. Uh, the end of the game got a little dicey. 30-10 to became 30-27. to And the Buccaneers had the ball. But the defense closed it out. And then the offense ran out the clock. Here's uh, Ben Roethlisberger talking about the collective effort.
9: That's, that's huge. I thought our defense played awesome tonight, creating turnovers, giving us some short field, um, making some stops. It was fun to to get them involved tonight. I I told the team afterwards that was a total team win, um, all the phases, and uh, that's what Seattle football is about. Unless you think he's selling that a little hard,
6: you know the defense played awesome tonight. And did I mention the defense gave up 411 passing yards? You did. Those timely plays mean everything. Uh, There are a lot of games like that. Now, I don't know if you guys caught any of New Orleans' Atlanta on Sunday.
3: Uh, I know Matt Ryan threw a ton of touchdown passes and lost. Five. Drew Brees threw three and ran for
6: one and won. Uh, The Saints beat him in overtime 37-30. But it was one of those games when you get two good quarterbacks, two good offenses together. There aren't going to be a lot of stops anymore. There just aren't. It's hard to play pass defense. It's hard to rush the quarterback and actually hit him.
1: 5 rushing the pa- or roughing the passer penalties last night. Uh I think
6: four roughing the passer and one Bostic uh, that was on a run. I think that was just a helmet okay. to helmet um but yeah, it was uh, and and then you, did you see the Clay Matthews incident? Yeah. Yep. In in Washington uh I think this We were kicking this around on the pregame show. I think this has to evolve the way the catch roll did last year. I'll be curious to get uh, Gene Steratore's opinion on this today. As much as I hate to say this, the referees are going to have to use a little intuition as to Mm -hmm. when it's unavoidable, when a guy's really trying to give a quarterback the business. I think you can tell. Yeah, The Clay Matthews thing, he's running right at him from right up the middle, and he hits him. What's he supposed to do? Uh, One of the Dolphins' defensive ends... Um, I think his name's William Hayes. Uh, his coach Adam Gase was complaining yesterday that he blew his knee and is out for the season because he was trying not to land mm-hmm. on uh, David Carr. That's, but it's it's not going to go away in terms of uh, protection of the quarterback. They're just going to have to lighten up on it a little bit, I think.
3: Put the quarterbacks in that Pope mobile. I mean, they really—they're going over the top to protect these guys. They yeah. are
6: because they want the points and they want the offense.
1: William Hayes tore his William ACL Hayes. out for the season. He tried not to put his body weight on Derek Carr and got his foot caught. Did I say David? You know, it was Derek.
3: One of those Car Boys that gets sacked a lot. <laughs> they're easily confused. I mean, Mike, were you a little concerned that that o- that the Steelers' offense looked so great in the first half and then the second half they just? Got blanked? I mean, one scoring drive in the second half might have put, the game put out away. the fire of the yeah. Fitz Magic. But uh, well, they were any- at least
6: able to run the clock. You got that three and out late, and then they ran out the last two-plus minutes, and
1: that, that's all That's all it took. Did anybody
6: did they else? Have
3: to make it that close.
1: Anybody else think when uh, A.B. and Ben didn't connect on that one? That that had a little something to do with somebody not being around and being distracted this week. I didn't because that happens all the time. It happens all the time. Yeah, ben happen- seemed
3: overtly.
6: It's pissed happened about at it. least once in every game.
1: Ben went outside shoulder, he was and he had him. And A B was just running a different yeah. route. Well he didn't even look for the ball. No. Did not yeah. turn around.
6: They had a little, uh, I guess there was a reaction to that. I didn't see it. but Yeah, ben, ben slammed his helmet down on the ground. Ben opened his post-game remarks apologizing to Antonio Brown for showing too much emotion.
1: Well, because he's asking him to not do it and you can't very well go on the sideline and,
6: then, and start whipping your helmet around. And Antonio Brown said, oh, it's okay, he loves me. Really? He did. So you give him a touchdown, it's the pacifier. So, so And you get a win. Yeah. And none of the other stuff makes as much noise.
1: The football should have a ring on the end of it so he could just put it in his mouth. A, B. Not a bad idea. Uh, some of the uh,
6: significant numbers. Uh, ben Roethlisberger was uh, absolutely brilliant last night. 30 of 38 for 353 yards. Three touchdowns, one pick.
1: Pass rating was 120.7. And a turnover that near t- wasn't a turnover. It w- a fumble... That uh, could have been a turnover that BJ wasn't. D.J. Finney him out on that. And if Boswell had his head screwed on straight, that would have been three. Yeah, Bos- I think that was the one where he doinked it off the, uh, the upright. Boswell
6: missed another field goal and another extra point. The Steelers were penalized 13 times for 155 <laughs> yards. Yikes. Including six times for 75 yards on special teams. Oh, that was that was. What are they doing? Infuriating. Tw- Twenty of those yards, courtesy of Darius Hayward Bay, for uh, being lined up illegally on a punt that was down at the one yard line. So they had to repunt, and he didn't like the call. So he got fifteen more for bitching about it.
1: You know what I was thinking when that happened last night? Because they were even talking about it during the broadcast. Mike, the whole the perception of yeah. Tomlin not having a hold over these guys, discipline being an issue, these guys not being on their uh, p's and q's. I wonder if they come in and cut Darius Hayward Bay today I don't think there's any chance I know that but what would it do I don't know like hey, we're not putting up with this I mean he's just, he's basically a special teams player in the what fourth fifth receiver well yeah. he's a very good special teams player
6: and that's a very out of character act for him yeah actually everyone loves him um you know he, he had a meltdown he that's why it would be more effective exactly you'd never <laughs> expect that Darius
1: Hayward Bay would get cut
6: yeah, no. I mean, I think the penalties thing. Uh, Tomlin made this point a couple weeks ago. You you have to look at the penalties relative to the team you're playing, because it just it's it's so different the way things are being called and crews are different, uh, how they're interpreting and enforcing the rules. Steelers had 13 penalties. Bucks had nine. All right, let's take. A quick- not a profound. It
1: wasn't 13 to three. Right. If they're if you're both slappy, then it's fine. Quick break, and we'll come back. More on last night's big win for the Steelers. Also, the Flyers have unveiled a new mascot. Did you guys see this abomination? <laughs> no. Yeah. Actually, I kind of like it. I it's don't know.
3: absolutely hilarious.
1: Everybody kind of hated on it, and I think it's funny looking. It just looks like Scott Hartnell as a Muppet. <laughs> gritty we'll tell you about gritty plus charlie batch cam hayward and zebra talk with gene sterator coming up at seven forty-five. it's the dve morning show you know i realize it's kind of you know trite to pick on the announcers of a football team and it's also very cliche everybody hates the announcers there's one way you want to endear yourself to any fan base just say that the announcers on whatever game they're doing are terrible And watch the likes rack up on social media. (laughs) Who are these clowns in the broadcast booth? Give me a break. Hashtag, where's Cosell. Well, who's that booger in the crane? The actual booger in the crane. Booger McFarlane was my favorite part of uh, the broadcast last night because Booger is the most famous booger since Booger. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. Uh, The original booger from Revenge of the Nerds, very, uh, a big. Booger, uh, as boogers go, this is the biggest booger since that. And he was the best part of the broadcast. I thought I liked Booger definitely, Um, the most insightful. The other two are terrible. Jason Witten, awful. Jason Witten is a straight up robot. He he was having a really hard time saying people's names. Couldn't say Steelers. Every time he said Juju's name, he called him Juju Shoo Shoo Juju, He just couldn't put the brakes on it. How Shoo, did shoe, Monday shoe? night
0: football get such bad? And I for... don't know. It just.
1: I thought they they should have I mean, maybe
3: the best.
0: Right.
3: <laughs> I know. <laughs> there was a time when they did, and it's now it's Sunday night
1: football.
0: Yeah, that's You mean because there's only one
3: that's... game going on? And yeah, you'd think you could it's, get. It's the, you know nobody else is working.
1: The Joe Tessitore <laughs> is not the guy who was doing the play-by-play. He was just just that cliche broadcaster voice, and I'll tell you what, if I'm the Steelers here... Anyways. It would have been much more terrible had the Steelers lost last night, and we had to endure those dopes. And again, I liked Booger. Booger was fine. More Booger! Make it all Booger. Just nothing but Booger. In all Booger broadcast. How great would it have been if we would have had one of those cranes? Now, Booger was in a crane. okay? (laughs) Okay? Booger crane He's in a booger crane and it was like going back and forth on the field. How great would it have been if we would have had one of those for Edmund Nelson back in the day so that on oh, the road, so he didn't have to walk between rib stands <laughs> and, we, <laughs> and we could just crane him from rib load, stand load to down, rib stand. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then during the game, if he needed anything, they could just swoop into the stands and he could just stop a vendor, you know, and like get something and then swoop him back out onto the field. Pardon me, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, nice lady. I always picture him as Buford T. Justice. I don't know why.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, but at any rate, the booger crane notwithstanding, last night. The broadcast was annoying, but the result, pretty good. Mike, I was hoping for a blowout so I could go to sleep. Why? Because I want to go to sleep. Because I want to go to okay. sleep. But you'd seen them play before this year, correct? I didn't think there was going to be. You a saw the Kansas
6: of... City game, right? Yeah, I was there. You heard of Mike Evans, right?
1: I know. 6'5", and he runs like a deer. I was looking up to Sean Jackson. No word why he didn't play in the first half yet i i can't find anything
3: there was a uh that was a crawford first half i felt like the game got pretty out of hand but again I, I was i was pleased yeah
6: when they they held them to a field goal late and then roethlisberger drove them down and the steelers got a touchdown right at the end of the second quarter and it was 30 to 10 and felt like okay it's close to being over but with this team it never really is.
1: <laughs> no, but uh, again t- to harp on the announcers, they were acting like the game was over and they the whole discussion this is with like 2 minutes left in the fir- in the second quarter. Now next week what do you do if you're the Bucks? I mean, clearly the Fitz has lost his magic. It's like there's a half a football, he had one pass deflected, he had another one where a guy was in his face. Well, McColl's let-
6: got hit his arm. Yeah. And Boston got the ball. two of the interceptions were you know, defense. Bad luck.
3: Yeah. And also and some of his, dropped a touchdown and fumbled. Right. Some of his guys dropped balls and they were acting like,
1: well, this is clearly next week. They have to go to Winston. And I'm like, this
3: is game is not
1: over. And you're not watching the same one that I'm watching, even though it's 30 to 10. I don't think if you were really watching that game, you thought, oh, the Steelers are mopping them up. No,
6: no, I would agree. And I, I, you know, Fitzpatrick. Has not been great for his career, but he's lasted a long time. He's he's played for seven different teams, which suggests he's just a guy that bounces around. But he has started for every one of them. So he's got something on the ball. Now he's got these receivers. I mean, Deshaun Jackson's an incredible deep threat. And Mike Evans, is he's six five and he can run. And the tight end, Howard, is good. That's why they never run the ball. They don't need to. They run the ball once in a while to rest their receivers.
1: Well, everybody was saying last night, imagine them with Lev Bell. Maybe they should be the team to go hardcore for Lev. And Benzie was saying yesterday on the show. If they want
6: to trade him straight up for Quan Alexander, I would carry Le'Veon Bell to, to Tampa.
1: I don't think you're going to get anything of uh, real value outside of a draft believe, pick. I don't believe – I don't even know if you're going to get that. Who wants a headache they can't sign yeah. on oh, a fat guy also? The guy that's not going to really give you anything this year, apparently. he. It looks like he resigned himself to not playing football this year.
3: Maybe. He Is did, he hanging out with Eddie Lacy down there? Just spaghetti dinner in it? I mean, he looks big. Did he get the Olive Garden pasta pass? Maybe he wants to be a tight end.
6: Could re- reset the market for those guys. I know, he looks like he wants to play nose tackle.
2: It's going to be hard to get paid for three different positions if
3: you're
1: just a nose tackle. <laughs>
3: That's
1: true. What if you take up three positions, though? Switzer. On, on the plane. Switzer,
6: he was in the backfield again last night. Ryan Switzer. Could,
1: right, could, right away.
6: Could have to pay him as a receiver running back and a return guy. That guy's going to get really I expensive. Hey, I, I like that, that
3: guy. Yeah, uh, everybody if he's on likes the, him. If he's on the Patriots, he's the next, next uh, Wes Welka. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. Steeler
1: fans... Get like alternately annoyed and excited by him. If he doesn't do anything big, I get him out of the backfield. What are we doing there? But he gets one return where he goes three yards further than, uh, you know,
6: well, they're working all this, used to. This backfield thing, they're fascinated with it. I do recall thinking, boy, this is stupid when they were lining him up. Yes. Right, right before they threw him the touchdown pass.
1: Right. All right. But maybe in close is where he can do some damage. I think that
6: was from the one yard line. And I thought, all right, I know. Nobody runs the ball anymore, but maybe this would be a good time to put Roosevelt Knicks <laughs> in and James Conner in and they went spread number 76 is eligible in and, and just push them out of the way because they're not the 85 Bears. Right. But, but no.
1: They ran the spread offense. Yeah. He had a touchdown of Juju and he dropped it and then uh, hit, uh, 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 what's his name? Swiffer. Swift-
3: <laughs> Switzer on the next play. <laughs> How many Inzers are calling him Swiffer? Oh, dude. Come on, get Swiffer in there. I just, I want, I was trying <laughs> we'll to... clean it up.
1: Guess what were the percentage of Yinzer households yelling, undisciplined, last night?
3: <laughs> oh my God, the penalties just were racking up. Tomlin's
6: got to Every, every go. single
3: kickoff.
1: They're undisciplined.
6: Yeah. That was the other thing we couldn't believe in the press box was that the Buccaneers kept kicking the ball out of the back of the end zone on kickoffs. We couldn't understand why they weren't just popping it up and making the Steelers return it so they would get the inevitable
1: penalty yeah. and start at the eight-yard line. They're incapable of doing anything without drawing a penalty on special teams or almost anywhere else. You worried about the kicker? Uh, I, I wasn't until last night. And it was the extra point that did it.
6: I mean, you're from the kicking bombers. You hit a couple posts. You're right there, right? Yeah, we're I not mean,
1: the I mean, <laughs> Well, relative to us you are. I just think that extra point is shows you trouble. It was also an ugly field last night. Those guys all had to shorten up. It was, it was muddy down there. Yeah,
3: yeah, just ask Booger. He'll tell you. But I mean, he pounded. He, he pounded that 47 f- yeah, yard. That
1: was well up the upright. Pounded it. But it hit the upright.
3: I mean, I Guys, would be. It's mo- muddy on the field. Mud is flying up in the air. <laughs> Every single time they went tremendously to Tremendously wet. Did Guys, that come up? I don't no. know if you can see this on the broadcast, but it is muddy down here. Well, did
1: it didn't rain before the game for about right. half an hour? Hard. Huh? If he was, was duck hooking them. Then I'd say you'd probably have a problem, and he's yeah. some, he, he, you know he's Something in his own head, and yeah. but he's just leaving. I mean, it looks it like out he's
6: little hitting bit. it well. He's just not Cr- quite he's crushing making it. it. Yeah,
1: that extra point was no bueno. That was like, uh oh, Houston, what, we've we've got a big ass problem.
3: What about the punter? He, he had a pretty had good, good a, night last I thought night. He had
1: a better night. I mean, in terms of
6: directional punting,
1: that stupid penalty that Darius Hayward Bates. That took, was unfortunate. They had him on the two yard line. Maybe the one. Val's got news next.
0: Ah, uh, well, of course it is uh, Halloween time. We're going to talk about the most popular candies, and we're going to talk about Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne's sex life.
3: Oh, good! Thank God.
1: <laughs> it seems I, I feel angry about last night's game, and it's because the Steelers made me stay up all night and, and to watch that.
6: Randall, think how you'd feel if they had lost. They <laughs>
4: almost did. A oh. little quick pop to the right flat. Outrunning a man inside the 15, the 20, the 10 is Antonio Brown. And that's a 28-yard touchdown. What a move he put on the defender, and he was gone.
1: Yeah, A.B. gets back into the swing of things last night, and the Steelers emerge victorious from Tampa in oh, a well. shootout, 30-27. to They tried to give the game back to him. Super Bowl is back on. They tried. <laughs> they, they possessed the ball the whole second half. The Bucks did. You know, I think the Steelers had it three times, and one of them was a long drive, like six minutes, that ended in Boswell missing that field goal.
0: I was worried early.
1: Oh, yeah, me too.
3: I was worried late. So those... I was worried early and late. <laughs>
0: And a little in And a little in the middle. (laughs) Just a little.
1: (laughs) Vance McDonald, though, with my favorite touchdown. Oh, my God. For the Steelers since.
3: Definitely in the year.
1: Well, since Antonio Brown, you know, reaching over the goal line. The stretch. Uh, Yeah.
0: That's a highlight reel.
1: Just because he completely just stomped all over that dude. Oh, my God. Chris Conney. He, he
0: like, slammed him by his face. Just... (laughs)
3: That's somebody's dad, you know? (laughs) That guy's somebody's brother.
4: He's back. Fires it to an open man, and running up the field is Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald runs over a man. He's at the 40, the 35, the 30, the 25, the 20, the 15, 10. Touchdown! Vance McDonald completely ran over. Strong safety. Chris Conte, and then just zoomed up the left sideline. He threw
1: him down one-handed. That was echoes of beast mode. Straight up marshawn lynch style there
0: he is a big dude
1: he's huge yeah really I haven't tall.
0: seen
3: him out there on the field too much
1: i was worried the steelers were going to blow it last night they tried
3: yeah. but almost choked up a 20 point lead
0: well you could understand that this season
3: boswell
0: yes, was
1: another can. tough night
0: but the defense was
3: horrible and good <laughs> <laughs> and that's what our defense is this year. Yes. <laughs> they are horrible and good. They make splash plays. mark. Place. It's like
1: they took our defense from last year, made it worse, but added a couple of turnovers to make up for it. Yeah. Something happened last night. FitzPatrick, you know, some bad bounces, uh some uh lap The still got protection, too, man. Yep. I
3: mean, give credit to the pressure that they brought.
1: Well, I think Keith Butler figured out, well, if we bring the house at, this, uh, at Fitzpatrick, you know, that's the one thing that rattles him. And they weren't keeping him protected too well. The Steelers were in his face all night.
3: He, he made some big throws, and he was about an inch away from getting drilled. Yeah, the fancy blitzes are where they confused everybody. He's like, all right, just everybody go then.
1: <laughs> we're like, all right, boss, we understand that. Yeah, even Anthony <laughs> Ciccolo got in on it last He's night. He's
4: back. Has time. Now he does it, and he is hit and sacked back outside to 35. Anthony Chiccolo. He hasn't
1: worked on a sack dance. No no sack dance from Ciccolo. Well, League-wide,
0: there are some bad celebration dances. Yeah. That needs to be worked on. Yep. I'm just saying, A.B. was on Dancing with the Stars and has some of the worst end zone dances ever.
1: You know, the NFL got rid of that celebration <laughs> penalty, or at least amended it, and then you know none of these guys are like, oh well, it's no fun if it's you let us do anymore. It. Yeah.
0: Although, would we have thought the icky shuffle was bad now?
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: But it was the greatest thing ever <laughs> back then.
1: Well, Billy White Shoes Johnson was the greatest thing ever, though. I mean, you know, and he was one of the originators of the of the end zone dance. And the dude, you know,
3: wore white shoes, and uh, he did a little shuffle, and that was about it. And everyone went crazy. Cam's reaction to that McDonald stiff arm was one of my favorite things of last night. We're going to talk to
1: Cam Hayward coming up 8.45 this morning. Also, uh, (laughs) Zebra Talk with Gene Sterritory at 7.45. The NFL's got a real problem with roughing the passer. Yeah, they do. Real problem. They have to fix this. Too sweet. Charlie Batch uh, coming up 8.15 as well. We'll talk with uh, Chuck about last night's Steeler victory. They're 1-1-1 with the Ravens. yeah. Coming into town this Sunday night, and that will be for first place
3: in the division. We could be a three-way tie.
1: Assuming Cleveland wins again.
3: So wait a minute. Baltimore is Mm 2-1. So if we beat them, we're ahead of them. Because we don't... They would have two losses. Oh, Oh, because they will have two losses. The only thing that matters is the win and loss column. You're right. Yeah, you're right.
1: Uh, I'm afraid of the Browns. The Browns are the team that scares me now. I think they could win the division. Their defense is pretty good, and Baker Mayfield makes some big-time plays. You don't think Baker Mayfield would have ran all over the
3: Steelers last night? He's the starting quarterback now, so we're going to see that. That's They came out and named him. Starting quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't understand why that was such
1: a big deal. When the other guy went out with a concussion, we kind of figured you'd go to the backup who won the game for you after that
3: <laughs> yeah. as your starter. Well, but for the Browns, that was a big, that was a big they,
1: deal. Yeah, let them enjoy the pomp and circumstance of the situation. The passing of the baton, as it were.
3: Why did they bring Tyrod in now? Well, he got hurt. I mean, like they wanted to play him all year. They wanted Baker to study and learn. But like I said before, I think they checked him for a concussion with a hammer. Tell us if this hurts. <laughs> Ding. He's like, ow! You made it worse. All right, well, we, you should stay
1: out for the rest for, of the year. Val's got your news right now. What's Just going to be on, Valerie? Safe.
0: Here's the Channel 11 <laughs> Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. It's 59 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by BobbyRayHall.com. Two lawsuits filed by Stormy Daniels against President Trump will be heard in a Los Angeles court today. The first is also against his former attorney, Michael Cohen, and his company that allegedly handled that $130,000 payment over the non-disclosure agreement. Daniels' attorney is seeking to nullify the contract she signed before the 2016 election. The second lawsuit accuses Trump of falsely tweeting Daniels lied about being threatened when she wanted to go public with the story about their alleged relationship back in 2011. A federal judge is expected to hear defense argument to dismiss that complaint. Another raccoon tested positive for rabies in Mount Lebanon. The animals found near Shadow Lawn and Racine Avenues over the weekend near the same spot a rabid raccoon was found last week. So far this year, 21 rabid animals have been found in Allegheny County.
3: Why do I have this visual in my head like a bunch of raccoons are lined up to get tested? (laughs) At the clinic? Hope I don't have it. You never know, though. I was hanging out with Larry last week. And he has it.
0: So, I don't
3: know. We've been eating the same garbage lately. There's some raccoon
1: prostitute hanging out in Dormont giving him... <laughs> g- 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 giving him all rabies.
3: <laughs> What's that bar in the little shopping center there? Coaches or something?
1: Go <laughs> <laughs> oh, down in Banksville. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, look, man. Rabbit raccoons are nothing to mess around no. with.
0: No. Any rabbit animal.
3: And if it's, if it's staggering around like it's had a couple cocktails... Yeah. Then you know it's rabid.
0: Call the police.
3: I got news for you. If it looks 100% healthy, <laughs> still call the <laughs> I'm police. I'm not sticking around. We've called the uh, the animal control on a couple of raccoons that we've seen. And were they being
0: too loud? <laughs> yeah.
3: They were just partying and just listening to metallic. Really
0: late at night. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we egged our car. But every single time they show up and the raccoons are gone. Of course, you need to get like, a
0: live trap. Don't they give you a live trap?
3: Uh-uh. No. Yeah, I, I don't know.
1: You know
0: those little cages with the little they just put right? it on yours yeah. about this big?
1: They put it on you? Yeah. It's well, like
3: they, your responsibility? Like,
1: here, you DIY this.
0: Well, because they're always gone when they get there. Right. So they they're just like, we're should, not going we'll,
3: to stick around.
0: Let's leave the trap here and we'll get them later.
3: Just put this little mini boom box inside this, <laughs> this box. Lure them in. You know, things they like to do. Party.
1: Oh, I thought you were trying to say it was like say anything. Here, put on this overcoat. Hold this. <laughs> hold this boombox yeah, by your head. them every and time. Stand in front of the Just sewer. Stand in front of the <laughs>
3: <laughs> Lost. <laughs> I get so <some> lost.
0: <laughs> uh, we talked last week during radiothon about guys putting Rogaine on their faces. Uh, I can't believe this. So is their true. beards will grow. Rogaine. Well, how do? Why do you not believe that? Now what I I'm about. It, what I'm I, about to tell I you, want I don't a
3: weird believe. Beard. I'm into it.
1: If it grew a super thick beard, yeah. Like
0: Brian Fitzpatrick?
1: Oh, dude, I would love to have that beard. Give Although that, that beard. one looks a little itchy.
3: Yeah, it does. But I'll take it.
0: Well, short guys are going through expensive and painful stuff to get taller. They're agreeing to have doctors break their bones and oh stretch God. them so they can grow back longer and stronger, and uh, they're held together by metal pins. I, I can't Whoa. believe this is happening. This must be in some strange foreign country.
1: I want you to break my bones. And, and then, then stretch me out. Stretch me out and make me taller. They're
0: doing it one milliliter, uh, millimeter a day and spending tens of thousands of dollars up to 300 grand. be
1: broken slowly.
3: Yeah, they can't stretch you too far, too too quick.
1: No. Otherwise you'll you'll get blunted uh, joints. <laughs> oh. You have to slowly stretch out the small person. That's right. I
0: just imagine the you know the tallest guy in the world, the, the guy that Robert had the Robert Wadlow. Yeah just ma- imagine that, that I guy you when I'm s-
3: going to the doctor and then just putting a huge penis pump over you, like your whole body <laughs> and then pumping it up. It would be great if
1: that like became such a fad that it would be like, <laughs> like those soul cycle things where you can like look in and actually see it happening, you know, like, like, oh, there's a workout oh, studio. Oh, yeah. look, they're doing yoga over there.
3: Oh, those are those are, those are oh, they, the short yeah. guys are getting stretched they're, out, they're getting pumped up. <laughs> they're getting plumped. Look at them. They're taller. And a little girthier. Breaking your bones and I, then stretching that, that doesn't.
0: That can't be true. The rogaine story, I believe, this one I don't.
3: I don't know. I'm about um, to get some Rogaine from my beard. Rogaine. From do your it. beard. I'd do it. Do it. I want a sparrow uh Do it thatch on my on my uh face. I'd say yeah.
1: the I'd say the potential of you uh, end uh, ending up with like a face full of zits is a lot better <gasps> than a face full
3: of, yeah. of beard. Guys, guys,
0: <laughs> what happened? What if you like old
3: pepperoni face, Crawford? <laughs> What what happens if I what
0: if you smear it or something? Right, <laughs> right. If you get like then a weird dog boy oh, yeah. grow <laughs> patch, <laughs> like on your nose or something. You I know sneeze what you're when you're putting it on. Are his
1: eyelids hairy? <laughs> yes. Let me explain.
0: Would do- oh they should you ever have paid- shaved your
3: eye, Mary? <laughs>
0: <laughs> they should have paid one of the jackass guys to put it in their nose, get their nose hair to grow super bushy.
1: <laughs> I, You know, when Preston was in How here... How do we know they have it? Preston Lacey from Jackass was in here a couple of weeks ago. He talked about the fact that Knoxville had made a statement saying that he wanted to do one last movie with the guys. And, like, Preston was so excited about this, and I was, like, looking at the dude, and I'm like, you're, like, 41.
0: Yeah, you guys are like, too, are too old to One of do you that? guys
1: is going to die.
3: One of you is going to die. Because he got a, a, a football kicked off of his face.
1: Well, maybe he'll have Boswell do it this time, and it'll hit <laughs> Wee <Wii> Man instead. <laughs>
3: it shank it.
1: Yeah.
0: It's already time to start talking about Halloween candy. What is this? The 25th of September?
1: I won't allow it until October. All
0: not- right. Black Sabbath guitarist <laughs> Tony Iommi. <laughs> <laughs> she moved on. I'll hold it.
1: Yeah, hold it. September. right. No. It. We're not going to Halloween yet. Uh, Let Tony- me
3: enjoy day what? Two of fall? I'm passing out beard Rogan this year. Dude, that's the way to go.
0: No, I'm you know, sure the kids will dig I'm that. I'm passing
3: but.
1: out anti-rabid raccoon spray. <laughs> Protect yourself on the beat,
0: kids. Uh, Tony Iommi is at a loss over Ozzy's recent comments that he didn't have a good time on Black Sabbath's farewell tour, which ended in February of 2017 iomi tells the list quote i don't know what he meant i had a great time on the last tour playing with the guys and ozzy never mentioned anything to me he seemed to enjoy it we had a laugh so i don't know so i think possibly that quote was taken out of context end quote
1: he never mentioned it to me meanwhile it's probably all he was saying but he couldn't understand he's like you having a good time ozzy.
0: He's like,
3: it's
9: the
0: <laughs> <laughs> ozzy's exact quote was i spent nine or ten years in sabbath but i'd been away from them for over 30 years with them I'm just a singer. With me, I get to do what I want to do. I was getting bad vibes from them for being Ozzy. I don't know what the bleep else can I be? End quote. Ozzy hasn't responded to Iomi's comments. He's currently on his No More Tours Two tour, while Iomi is remixing Sabbath. No more 19. tours
3: two. Yeah,
0: round two. <laughs> well, it's like the
1: far- this is the end, dude. Four. Kiss, unironically, just launched another farewell tour. <laughs> this has to be their fifth.
0: Is, this, is it this is the end? Farewell. Is that what it's called? real this like time.
3: Man. Part three.
0: I, we really mean it. This <laughs> is
3: really the end. Seriously, guys, no more touring.
0: And this might be Seven. something that you don't want to picture Ozzy doing. Uh, his wife, Sharon, of course, on the talk yesterday on the talk, Sharon talking about her sex life with Ozzy. Oh, she said sex is a bone of contention in their house because, quote, <laughs> he's, he's got a problem. What they call it. Wait, hold on a second. You just
1: bat-
3: like see my bone of contention?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's literally a bone of contention, though, because he's got a problem.
0: She says he's got a problem. He's just like a rabbit, but I'm only into it on, like, birthdays, yeah. Christmas. At this point in my life, it's special occasions. We're in our 37th year. No wonder he fiddles other people. No, he doesn't. Ah. He doesn't. He's a good boy.
3: End quote. Um,
0: but we know that he does. This
3: is weird. <laughs> fiddles.
1: Tony Aomni's like, I don't know why he's so unhappy in his marriage. He seems perfectly, every time I asked him about it, he said he was getting plenty. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Do
0: you think Sharon really
1: wants to sleep with Ozzy? Like,
0: no, she just said she doesn't. Like no, right. Birthdays, more than and once Christmas. or twice
1: a year. Yeah, that, that's I, like, but she's not even physically sleeping with him in a non-sexual way. Oh yeah, like,
0: you mean like separate bedrooms? Yeah, and, separate,
1: homes, separate houses. Separate houses. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: Steelers uh, get the W last night, and we needed that one. Oh boy, did we ever! I'll tell you what, the reassuring part of that was, well, not the defense, but with all the talk about Lev Bell, James Conner went out and had himself a game.
4: Gets the play underway and the handoff to Conner. Conner gets through the line of scrimmage. Wheels and deals, 35-40, 45-50. Tackled from behind at the 48-yard line by Jordan Whitehead. Two former teammates engaged. in. Pittsburgh.com.
1: D V E. Sports. Mike proceeded with your sports right now in the DVE Morning Show. Buck, oh, Buccos, Steelers get a huge win. Well, Buckos did too. Actually, Buckos did. Yes, they did. I saw Trevor Williams tweet, and that was on my mind. That's why.
6: Sports are brought to you by Blackish on my twenty-two. The Steelers put the drama aside temporarily and got it done last night in Tampa, thirty to twenty-seven over the previously unbeaten Buccaneers. The previously winless Steelers improved to one-one and one. And boy, doesn't that sound a whole lot better than 0-2-1. Oh,
1: boy.
3: Yes,
6: it does. It's not that big a difference, but it seems night and day.
1: Yeah, I would imagine that the the morale on that squad would have been pretty damn low if they hadn't come out of that game with a win last night, especially if they'd blown a huge lead. And it would continue to be open season on uh, the Mike
6: Tomlin process and the organization and uh, certain players. Oh, I don't know, maybe Antonio
1: Brown. There's still going to be open season on Mike Tomlin and his process. Oh. After that many
3: penalties last night. But it's still so early and the league is so topsy-turvy. Everybody's beating anybody. You know, it's 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 a really weird year. Hard yeah.
1: thing to ask Steeler fans to do, though, is to gain perspective of how the league has kind of changed this year, which seems to be almost drastic changes in the way that the uh, defenses are allowed to to play on the field. I mean, the roughing the quarterback penalty needs to be refined they have got to figure that out
6: yeah it's going to be hard if uh, guys can't hit the guy if, if you hit him, you know you're coming straight at a stationary target and you're running with momentum and you hit him flush it's going to be hard not to land on him.
1: and you know just hard hits in the secondary I think guys have been reluctant Joe Hayden last night on the first drive for the Bucks I think it was on a third down laid a hit on Mike Evans I believe it might have been a good one all right One of the the two tall dudes they got Separated
3: him from the ball. Great hit. Yeah,
1: and I mean, it was picture perfect, but it's hard for guys to do that a lot of times, I think. In the heat of it, it's tough to have all that awareness. The flags have been
6: flying in the early going. Uh, Of course, the Steelers have uh, plenty of drama without talking about penalties and calls and the enforcement of rules, but uh, it's amazing how that stuff goes away when you win. Again, at least temporarily. Here's Antonio Brown.
7: Well, football is our game, you know. Uh, you know, with that game, it always come distractions. Uh, but uh, our business is winning. You know, winning is our business. And we know we don't when we don't win. It's gonna be the distractions in the midst in the midst of playing football. Uh, we got a bunch of guys that try to quiet out the noise. Uh, ride together. You know, come out and fight fight hard together. And uh, that's what we gotta continue to do. Uh, when you win, everything's down to the road. When you lose, you know it's going to be more distractions, uh, more negativity to try to divide us. uh, But we got to stay together and uh, continue to find ways to take of business.
1: Yeah, when he started that off, I thought he was going to rhyme. Football is our game. A.B. is my name. Ben threw it to me, though Juju outdrew me. And not showing up for work is lame. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Of
6: course, they couldn't get through an entire night without uh, at least a little mini-drama, and uh, Ben Roethlisberger delivered that before taking questions from the media.
9: I'd like to um, start this off by just uh, apologizing to Antonio Brown uh, for showing a little bit too much emotion on that um, last third down play uh, past him, so I'd like to just say I apologize to him and everyone for that. Mike? Mike? Alright, so
1: look, if this is what it How takes. How fragile is this guy if Roethlisberger felt compelled to do that? Very. Super fragile. If this is what it takes, this is what it takes. Okay. Showing too much emotion. We know what that was. Also, I do think Ben was selling him a little bit, throwing him under the bus with by apologizing, he's telling everybody, I'm sorry I let the whole world know that Antonio Brown yeah. ran the wrong route there. Sorry
6: I got pissed off when you screwed up again. <laughs>
1: How about Shannon Sharp's tweet last night? Hey, AB, they went over that route yeah. adjustment on Monday. Well, you know, he, he does have to do these kind of things. And,
6: and it's if it comes from him, it probably will go a long way toward. Uh, ben. Ke- yes. Toward, Absolutely. Toward, toward keeping the fragile guy together. Instead Absolutely. Of, instead of allowing Antonio Brown to become Humpty Dumpty. Uh, His it,
3: apology was accepted, though, by the person it was intended for,
7: which oh, is lo-
6: all I care about. He loved it. He just didn't think it was necessary.
7: For what? I don't know. game. Man, Ben's a competitor. He loves me. Um, it's no apology. No one playing this game is perfect. You know, I, I do mess up things. We all mess up It's uh, a part of being humans. But uh, he always made me feel good uh, communicating and talking to me. It's like when your wife tell you you're looking strong getting the groceries and make you want to get more groceries. So. <laughs> and, uh,
3: <laughs> Did he say scrung? strong? Strong. <laughs> strong make you look strong well hold on I gotta go back in the store and get some more groceries baby Uh, uh, that was hilarious
4: he was like
6: (laughs) did he blush when he said it Mike I I thought Ben was gonna retire for a minute Burt Lawton comes out and says Ben's got an announcement before we take questions like
1: what happened you know
6: and then it was that, I'm
1: like, oh, okay, we're doing this now. I get it. Yeah, hey, man, whatever it takes yeah. to make '84 happy, I
3: don't great care. Move, ben, yeah, great, keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. should have never insulted my wife in public. <laughs> S- Sincerity <laughs> or necessity
6: should not be a factor in any of these acts of. I don't even know what you would call them. Especially
1: if you can do anything to dist- distract AB from the fact that Juju is outgaining him in every game so far. Receiving yards haven't even been close. Another 100-yard game for Juju. He's
6: off to a flying start. I drink your milkshake.
1: Juju is lighting it up and making combat catches. Great to see James Washington doing the same last night.
6: Yeah, a lot of positives on the offense. Vance McDonald, uh the line holding up. Uh, again, not exactly against
1: Couldn't really get a running game going the with the line.
6: pass. none so didn't really spend any time, you know, sticking with it. Sometimes you got to Stay at it a little before you start busting That's it. true.
1: And James Conner came up big in the in the fourth quarter when they needed him yes,
6: to. Yes, he did. And he's fine in the passing game. Boy, did you see him in that two-minute drill? Oh, my God, he could stay on the field and run the hurry up. Yep. Wow.
1: Ben, eight of nine on I that I thought try. there was only
6: one guy on the planet that could
1: do that. It'll Lev Bell. Oh, well, as I said yesterday, Lev Bell was sitting on a wave runner last night eating a peanut butter parfait trying to figure out what <laughs> emoji to use to <laughs> express his emotions over that Steeler win last night.
3: He didn't post anything, did he? I didn't stay up late enough to find out. No. God, I hope not. Well, you you can't like any
1: anti-Steeler posts when they win. When we come back, Zebra Talk with Gene Steratore, the one and only, and there's a lot to talk about with what's going on in the NFL right now. Charlie Batch, 815. And then Cam Hayward, fresh off of last night's win, will join us at 845 here on DV. Responsibly. It is Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show, your home of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 102.5 DVE. Time for Zebra Talk right now with uh, our friend Gene Steratore, brought to you by Havas Auto and Truck Supply. Gene, good morning. How are you? Good morning, everyone. How are you guys doing? Well, doing much better after a Steelers win last night made us think that it's possible for this season to uh, turn out a little better than we were worrying it might but uh, 1-1-1 has a much better ring than o two and one but the one resounding commonality amongst these games this weekend seems to be the over uh use of this roughing the penalty or roughing the passer call the penalty and the interpretation of it uh, seems to be pretty strict right now once again clay matthews falls yep. victim to what seems to be an improper uh implementation of this rule can you comment on that one
2: yeah, I, I can, guys, and, and and listen, it's this is this is a difficult ask. Uh, you know, we got to step back for a minute, get like ten thousand feet above, and try to look at it in its entire body, and and really, it goes back a few years. And I think if we look at all of the the tweaks and the additions to the criteria with roughing the passer, all of them do fall in a good category of protecting this player, who's really the only stationary player on the field that's getting hit. You know let's face it by, you know, 280, 320 pound men. Uh, so, you know, the hits above the head or neck, the hits to the knee area, uh, those types of things, they, they all meet the proper criteria because they are safety issues. And, and truthfully, you know, entire body weight, and I don't know how to express this to you from a distance, but trust me with, when I'm within five yards of a quarterback or a player on the field, and you see the speed and the mass of a body coming at someone that fast and landing his entire body weight on him. You know, the human body just can't can't absorb that at times. So you're going to have bones break. You know, you're going to have major injuries. So that's what takes them to this safety aspect of it. Now, when they have placed this point of emphasis, and that's important, it's not a new rule, it's a point of emphasis, that they're becoming making this play more literal and more exact now the interpretation gets to where I think what we've seen. Clay Matthews hit the first week. In my opinion, I think Clay Matthews met every criteria that a defender could possibly meet to, uh, you know, to stay within the rules the way they're written this year. You know, the, the first week really looked like it met every criteria. It was almost to me like the textbook tackle on how you would want someone to tackle a quarterback. The one this week, it's hard. Because I think what we look at too is you know although Clay Matthews is a 240 pound man or in that area, it does not look as egregious or it doesn't look like there's a potential for that quarterback to to be injured by that activity. But it it is his entire body. So, but again, that's how, how you, you tackle that. I, I'm not listen. I'm not disagreeing with you. It's a it's a hard game. It's a violent game. You know, and it's not a contact sport. It's a collision sport. So you're you're right on that. Uh, you know, so what do we do? Do we give them a weight limit like we used to do at Pop Warner? You know, if you're over 250, we put a black line down the middle of your helmet, and you're not allowed to carry the ball, and you're not allowed to put your weight on the quarterback. You know? put, a,
1: put a flag on uh, their belt. I mean, <laughs> that's what we're getting to at this point. You know, I,
6: yeah, Gene, I appreciate where you're coming from, but I'm sure you've heard, as I have, reactions from players, either in uh, media interviews or on social media. The basic question is, what are we to do? And in the Clay just, Matthews case, he's coming right up the gut. Yeah, how, how do you not fall on the guy?
2: You do, and it's physics. It's just physics. I've used that term for years uh, when we would see these hits. It's just physics. And and look, I I, I don't disagree with you. Any time the competition committee in the spring initiates a new, but uh, look, it's like the old song: when a bill becomes a law, right? Or, or, or you know, we we put it out there. The competition committee puts this out. This is what we won in the game to try to make the game safer, uh, and it's a safety issue. The first step they should be taking, they go to the officiating department. We'd like to implement this. Can you guys officiate this uh, consistently? You know, you're going to get pushback. Like the helmet contact. Uh, Yeah, it's a big ask, but you know what? I think we can get there. Then you go to the coaches. Coaches, can you coach your players technique-wise to adhere to this, what we want to implement? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we can do it. Players, then you go to the players. Can you change the way you play the game a little to implement this? If any of those three are definite no's and they're, and they're sent back with, with the right response, which I think we would see in this, then I think you got to go back to the top again and, and tweak this. And then the, the other thing you guys got to understand is it appears that they are telling the officials right now, and I say appears, and now I even have an opinion, which is great to be in the seat, that they're telling them this is a letter of the law, Uh, rule and it looks like that's the way this thing got taken you know officiated this week guys look they do hold on every play because there is some restriction is it big enough to be a hold does it affect the play no that that's football officiating acumen that's what officials are good at when they can take something that they're not ruling by the letter of the law and they put it into the proper practice to make it, you know, when when you take that rule word for word and now you officiate that rule a little differently because you know what's good for the game because of your experience. We do that with pass interference. We do it with holding. We do it with almost every judgment that we either call a foul on. And trust me, there's thousands of them that we do not call because they may not rise to that level. Although they may appear to be the letter of the law, they're not exactly the way the rules written. If they allow the officials to do what we've done in the past with this, I think the same thing would apply. Are they going to miss some? Yeah, heck yes, they're going to miss some. We we miss them. We all miss them. No one was, you know, everybody threw incompletions and interceptions last night. So officials do make some mistakes. When you're asking them to do something by the letter of the law right now, which is what I think we're seeing, then that's the issue right now. And then guess what else happens? The the worst word for the game from, from the officiating lens. And that's inconsistency. And, and then it's frustration uh, and, and everything else that we've seen happen here in the last two weeks.
1: But they got a quick trigger right now. I mean, we were the beneficiary <laughs> last night of, uh, uh, you know, some uh, some early whistles. I mean, Jason Pierre-Paul's hand came down on Ben.
6: Well, he hit him in the head. That one's pretty cut and dry. Oh, he
1: hit him in the head on that one? Yeah. I thought he only hit him in the shoulder.
2: You know, it's a tough play, too. I've, I've missed my share of those guys. I did. You know, a guy swinging to knock the ball out of the quarterback's hand, he misses it. And now all of a sudden it comes down and hits the top of his helmet. And uh, you know his intent wasn't to club him. But you know what? It's contact to the helmet, like Mike just said, and and you you dump. I think the other one the big guy does when he hits Ben in the chest, not in the head or neck area, head was up too. You know, it was his forehead, wasn't his crown. And you know what? He, He actually pulls away right after the contact. He's just so massive. It still knocks Ben down. And, hey, Ben's not the swiffer. You know, he's a big guy. So uh, so that's a trigger. So you're talking about the down, McCoy one. You know, yes. McCoy yeah. one was a bad I, call? I mean, if you look at it, Mike, I don't know. Tell me what he did that you would put in a category of yeah. being, you know, a roughing call.
6: Well, Ben you said know? he was surprised that that one was called.
2: I agree. Look, Ben was not Ben was a kind of you – that's know, another thing. You know, and I would have a Cam Newton, a Ben Roethlisberger. You look at them and say, look, do you guys want a – do you think they would want a quick whistle on those quarterbacks? Or do you think Ben made some of his greatest plays in his career when he shed a 240-pound linebacker and then Mm -hmm. made a pass down the Mm -hmm. field that most guys wouldn't? So think about that when you're prepping for the game from a referee's view. You know, he's not that guy. Yeah, but that just shows me
1: that the refs are able to make a call like that, going in and on the spot, no, well, that's Ben, so I'm calling this different. But in the same vein, in the same game, they will have ambivalence about a call where they know that they'll get backed up on video replay. They're, 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 They're sure enough in the instance that this is Ben, and I call this differently when that happens, but not so on possession plays.
2: Yeah, at times. But, you know, I mean, you, 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 you look look, there's, there's tweaks in every game and by every player. It's not like I would want Ben to get hit or fouled. I'm not going to let him do that. But I also understand that he may be able to dump somebody when another quarterback, the Bay that small is going to get, is getting crushed. You know, I mean, there's a, look, there's dynamics like that that we do all day in football and in a lot of sports, you, you, you do look at, that's not, that's not cheating. That's, That's understanding the game and understanding what's going on, you know. And I Mm -hmm. think that's what officials do great. And I think the same would apply with this. So that's where this is
6: going, right? They're going to eventually give the referee a little more leeway and it's not going to be such a letter of the law thing by November or December?
2: Mike, it's not a new rule. It's a point of emphasis that they're stressing, right? I mean, look, illegal contact was a point of emphasis this year. After week two last year, there were no illegal contact files called. I haven't gotten the stats from this week, but after week two this year, there were 15 illegal contacts called. So, yeah, does that start happening? And then, hopefully, they'll they'll tweak this and, and mold it to where it now becomes, you know, applicable and not inconsistent. Well, that's our hope for everything. You know, the officials are doing what they're being asked to do. Yeah. Imagine. Would you like imagine, to have the
6: leeway if you were still working?
2: I always did have felt like I had that leeway. Mike, maybe that's why I got a few no calls for roughing the passer at certain times when it might be something that they wanted, you know, uh, not that you think like that in real time. You just have a feel for what you think is, is the right thing to do at at that moment during that play or, or the way you judge. Think about trying to decide if the majority of body weight is on a player as he's falling. And forget the fact that we can sit here on our couch, which I now have the luxury of doing and running it back and doing it in slow motion. It's a play that's happening within fractions of a second, and you're telling me that someone can consistently say, oh, that's more than 50% of his body weight. You can't.
6: But but You just, can't. By the right. same token, an experienced guy such as yourself, you could tell when a guy just got hit hard and when the defensive guy was trying to give him the business. You know what I mean? That's you you had a feel for that, that Right. right?
2: That's what I'm look. You have a feel for that on so many different decisions all night for three straight hours. That you would be shocked at how many decisions are being made that way. So yes, I totally agree. Allow the official to use his experience, common his sense, yeah. acumen, all of the things that apply that put this guy in the NFL to to rule on these plays, which they which they've earned, and allow him then to take that and say. Yeah, it's a lot of your body weight. Do I think that was punishing? Do I think that took you over the line where it was a safety issue? No, I don't. It's football. Let's go and play. And and I think, again, are we going to miss them? Yeah. But I don't think we're into the firestorm that we're all in right now.
1: Did you ever think when you chose this as a profession that it would uh, be one of those things where even when you weren't working, people were still yelling at you?
2: (laughs) You know, it's funny. I was going to say that because... I felt like I was having a nice second cup of coffee here, and I was listening to you guys, and and then all of a sudden it's like, Hey,
8: what are you guys doing? Hold on a minute, fellas.
2: Can I I I get some extra sugar from my coffee? I'll
4: be right back. Gene, I'm sorry
6: I'm a little crusty. I didn't get any sleep last night, but I guarantee you, you're having a better morning than Peter Morelli.
2: Yes. Guys, look, they're human beings. They want to get everything right knowing that we're not. We're the only profession that perfection is the only thing that's acceptable. And then when it occurs, you get no admiration for it whatsoever. And that's what makes officials wonderful people. Trust me. You know what I mean? It's That's what you do. You're out there working. Coach Tallman has a team. That's his team. You know, we have a team, too. And it's not the officials, guys. It's the game. We're trying to do what's right for the game based on what the higher-ups are telling us they want us to apply. That's truly our team, and that's what you got to understand with this. And when you wake up as a ref and no one says anything to you, nothing. It's a great day. It's why I'm in the
10: janitorial <laughs> business,
2: <laughs> fellas. I do the same thing on the day. And, look, we're going to get some sales today because the Steelers won. People will buy some toilet paper. But we're like the maintenance <laughs> guy. Wait you a minute. Why do, they, be- why do they buy
6: toilet paper when the Steelers win? Hey, when the Steelers lose, no one buys anything.
2: The salesman <laughs> won't go out to work. They're like, boss. I'm like, look, guys, the two Monday sales the last two weeks are terrible. Coach, we, we can't get a W and a tie to Cleveland. They're still not buying. Ugh. You know, now we got to win. It's like get out there and get out there and start uh. talking to people about the game last night.
1: All the bound-up Steeler fans rejoice today. Gene Sarator, <laughs> sponsored by Hummus <laughs> Auto and Truck Supply. Thanks, <laughs> G- thanks Gene. <laughs> we'll see you.
0: It's 60 Degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by CBS Television. State Rep Jake Wheatley introduced legislation yesterday to legalize recreational marijuana in Pennsylvania. Uh, The bill would uh, also retroactively decriminalize pot. So somebody's in jail for a minor bust, whatever the level is that they... Mm-hmm. You know, they legalize, then those people would be released. Wheatley said if it doesn't wow. get addressed during this session, he'll present it again. A couple points from the story on Channel two's website. They say, I-, I didn't realize this many states had legalized recreational marijuana. Nine states in yeah. D.C. I thought it was like California and Colorado.
1: Right. I thought oh. it was like three Nevada, Washington, Massachusetts.
0: Um, Why were you
1: saying that like Apollonia for because? Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Massachusetts, and Ver, the Vermont,
0: Pennsylvania? Attorney general believes the state could rake in six hundred million dollars per year if pot was legal.
3: So it's that's weird. The criminalization thing, like it's it's sort of like when they vacate a win for a coach that had or a mm-hmm. school that had some sort of violation mm-hmm. like that's that's got to feel weird for those criminals it's like wait a minute so all the time i did was for a crime that isn't, isn't a crime, a crime? okay I, yeah. Right. Yeah. well as long as i'm getting out that's cool it was then it isn't now
0: do i need to do we have charlie on the line not yet not yet all right do uh, more. detroit uh no longer america's most violent city based on fbi crime data detroit it, detroit uh, St. Louis, Missouri has moved ahead of Motown for 2017. The murder rate in St. Louis, the highest in the country at 66 per 100,000 people compared to 40 per 100,000 in Detroit. Detroit police chief James Craig says he's not waving any flags of success yet. Adding the crime rate down, uh, getting the crime rate down remains a work in progress. That's
1: uh, that's how Mike says Detroit. He says Detroit. It. Detroit. Yeah, like don't Pronounce. knock until you Detroit it.
3: All of the letters, individually.
0: (laughs) I still got time? Yeah. All right. For people driving to work right now, what's your commute time time. like?
1: I'm just kidding. Keep going.
0: Have you ever considered quitting your job because of the commute?
1: Yes, every morning. (laughs) (laughs) Not so much the length of it, but the time that it starts.
0: (laughs) One in four people say they have quit a job for that reason. 39% of people say their commute has gotten better over the past five years, but 22% say it has gotten worse 60% 60% say their company hasn't done enough to help them avoid a bad commute like offering the option to sometimes work from home or come in during alternative hours.
3: Yeah, a lot of people I feel like are starting to work from home now. A lot of companies are offering that as an option because it's
7: everybody's productivity is
3: just better. Yeah. You can do if you have a work computer like a laptop, yeah. you can do everything
0: a VPN from your from house. desktop or whatever.
3: Sure. Well, if you have the kind of job that allows for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, if you're a bricklayer, that's not going to work. <laughs> I'm going to work hey guys, I'm going <laughs> right.
0: to lay the bricks over at my house today. Because yeah. I, I grew up in a small town, so I've never wanted to live far away from work. I've always lived within a 10-mile radius <laughs> or a 10-minute radius of the station.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I, I long ago, I was told you shouldn't give yourself a long commute if you have an early drive. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know. You could argue that if you leave super early, then that commute is probably you know a third
3: of what it would be during right. traffic hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we go to work at a time. Well, There's bow, no traffic. definitely. There's nobody on the road. Mm-mm. Just a few rabid raccoons.
0: <laughs> Forecast today rainy mid 70s for the high. It's 60 at
5: DV.
1: Charlie Batch on the phone right now, uh, joining us uh, after last night's post game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm imagining you were up pretty late.
5: Uh, well, I, I feel you on that. I, I, nobody was on the road last night when I finished.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, right. <laughs> That's a good thing. What time did you get off the
5: air last night? Uh, we finished at 2 o'clock, and I got oh, home roughly wow. 2.25-ish.
1: What kind All of right. calls were coming in at about 1.45? We, what what kind yeah, what, of
3: what's, – What's in people's craw
1: some, about
5: the game uh, last night? Po- some
1: pointed Steeler analysis coming in right around then?
5: Yeah, you, you know, people, you know, they say, hey, you know, we appreciate it. I had a long drive, and, you know – you got me home. And and then, you know, a lot of people were just concerned about Chris Boswell last night. First. Oh, yeah. So that was that was seems like that was the call of the night.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he necessarily is uh, suffering from uh, the yips right now, if he's got like a Steve Blast thing going on. He seems to be striking the ball well. Uh, the extra point, I thought, was a little problematic. And maybe that had something to do with the conditions last night. 47 yarder. He nailed it. it. It hit the upright, you know said a little bit on him do you have a legitimate concern
5: yeah I, I don't have one and i think when i look at just probably just the field condi- conditions you know his foot is slipping a little bit as he's following through or his, his plant foot and then following through as a little suspect so i don't think there's a, a big concern there he'll he'll correct it so it's going to be interesting to see how he uh, responds back but i expect him to bounce back in big ways
1: I agree with you. Uh, Ben was uh, great last night. The defense, not so much, Charlie. It seems, though, that they've added one wrinkle. They come up with big plays now and again. Opportunistic. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, again, let let up about 400 yards last night. What did you see that looked better and they can build on from Week 2?
5: Yeah, I think the the thing that that I was glad that was happening, they were able to prevent them from scoring touchdowns they were able to hold them to some field goals they created those turnovers and even backed up you know bud dupree he'll get a lot of credit for the interception and the touchdown but big dan mccullers he was the one that caused the pressure this is the second week uh, i second two out of three weeks that this guy has really performed and and, you know he won't get the credit it won't show up in the stat line but big dan mccullers i like what i see there but defensively as a whole you know, this is, you know, they they have to figure out a way to, to slow that offense down 455 yards of total offense last <laughs> night. Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick, this guy, is now, first time in history hmm. as an NFL quarterback, a quarterback has thrown for 400 yards in three consecutive games. So, that guy was on fire. You knew they were going to give up the yardage, but the big big deal last night was the turnovers they were able to create.
3: Charlie, what do you think the answer for the Steelers is at corner opposite Hayden? Because it seemed like Tomlin was saying, we're going to play all our guys until we can get a rhythm. What, what do you think he meant by that?
5: Yeah, he's just trying to create a spark there. I mean, you know, saying, okay, yeah, you're benching Artie Burns, but technically you're not. Because with teams spreading everybody out, you're going to need him. He's going to have to be on the field. So there's even a little bit more concern coming out of this game because Mike Hilton, he, he was the only one mentioned in the postgame with a significant elbow injury. So it looks like he may be out sometime, and if he is, who is your go-to guy? We're going to see more Cody Sensenball. You're going to see Cam Sutton possibly into that slot. So that's something to keep an eye on and moving forward.
1: James Conner last night didn't get uh, a whole lot going on in the first half, but came up big when they needed him to in the second half.
5: He really did, and this is a guy, you know, he had 95 yards of total offense last night but he got it going as the game went on and one thing that I really like about what he learned from that Cleveland game because that turnover happened and it changed the momentum of the, of the outcome of the game whenever the game was on the line James Conner got through the hole and he had two hands on it he was not letting go yeah. of that football because mm-hmm. he knew him and he was holding you see the way he was holding oh, yeah. it was <laughs> like no way I'm letting this ball up but I like where he's at and you know he he wants to take on that role, and you can see him now continuing to show up. And can he add, you know, that hundred yards of rushing that people are tend to used to uh, when you know, especially when we had Le'Veon. So I think James is coming right on right where he needs to be.
1: Ben has eleven hundred and forty passing yards through the first three games of this year. That's the most in Steelers history. But Antonio Brown, uncharacteristically, has not been the uh, the biggest uh, uh, beneficiary of that. Here he is last night getting his first touchdown of the year, but outgained by Juju big time in receiving yards once again. Is it enough for AB to get him in the end zone and keep him, you know, somewhere around a hundred, or is he going to start getting pissed about that?
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, he was he was smiling a lot last night, and of course, getting into the end zone for the first time. But right now, you know, there's, there's a pros and cons. Yeah. The pros is, yeah, he's double-teamed, but now you have other receivers evolving. You're seeing Juju Smith-Schuster, another 100-yard game. Last week it was Jesse James with the 100-yard game. This week it's Vance McDonald. So you know without the double team and you commanding that, other guys won't perform. And I think now we're looking at, okay, we've been looking for that complimentary receiver over the years and we thought it was going to be Martavis Bryant. Now that's Juju. So we have that, so if you can now get add that running game now, hopefully it's going to free up those one on one opportunities for AB outside. So even though it's still young in this season, AB still has a lot, and it wouldn't surprise me here that this guy now is going to get those double digit catches.
1: Charlie Batch, he's part of the Pittsburgh Steeler Radio Network post game here on your home of the Steelers, one of 2.5 DVE. And he had a late night last night. Charlie, thanks for uh, checking in with us bright and early. Glad to see the Steelers get off the schneid there. One, one and one. And Baltimore at home, another late one, a Sunday night game for the Steelers coming off a Monday night game. And that's uh, the first of, I think they have four division games out of the next five weeks
5: yes they do and i think when you look at it, everybody's like yes another prime time game and i'm over here like no i know oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: we're, we're right there with you on that <laughs> believe me charlie batch thanks so much buddy appreciate it not a problem thanks for having cam me, hayward you, joins us at eight forty-five this morning uh that's right cam's getting up and joining us and i mean we got to ask him about him pointing at chris connie oh. last night going the best oh. reaction oh. Ever. Mike Pursuta with reaction from the locker room after last night's Monday night victory for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's next on D- DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta flew back with the team after last night's Monday night victory. He's here for you now with a uh, an update on what went down on Monday night football. And Mike, I know you're tired, but look at it this way. At least you didn't have to listen to Jason Witten on the Monday night football broadcast last night. I did not. He is horrific. That's what I hear. On top of being completely unable to pronounce anybody's names or anything
3: <laughs> what juju shushu <laughs> juju
1: shushu's you know he do do that voodoo so well well, well. <laughs> i hate that cliche <laughs> he was brutal i'm a, i'm team booger all the way i like booger mcfarlane and uh again <laughs> too, proving i like the booger crane the booger crane is the best. They really should implement that more often, where they just have booger. It should be more like the skycam, though. Like, he should be hovering above the action. Yeah. Maybe even a booger blimp. Why not? More booger is what I say. But Jason Witten, why does Monday Night Football, once the stage premiere, the Tonight Show of the NFL, they put a guy in with zero broadcasting experience? Well, I guess they figure there's no replacing John Gruden, so...
3: Gruden was good. Throw I mean somebody What happened to, to Romo? Walls. Is he was he on Thursday night or I can't remember where he was, but he, he would be way better than Witten. I think he got whacked. Did he really? No. He's no. still doing it. Is
1: he? Doesn't
0: I'm, he do like the Sunday C B S games? Yeah. Or?
1: I'm pretty sure he's on C B S. Oh, no. okay. Well then they're there's the answer
6: to Bill's question.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, that notwithstanding, let's get to some X's and O's here. Last night, a lot of offense. Mike, third week in a row, the Steelers went over. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> there's two reasons
6: for that. One, they can score some points. Yeah. And uh, two, the team that they're playing can score some points. Oh boy.
3: <laughs> Whoever it is.
1: Yeah, it name doesn't a, matter who it is. Name the team. Yeah.
6: Although, just you know, not to exonerate the defense, that is not what I'm here to do. But Kansas City is exceptional and
1: uh Kansas City is exceptional, and the Steelers the hung Chiefs in there.
6: lit up they have lit up everybody they've played sure And Tampa so, Bay uh, And Tampa also. Bay's very good three weeks of uh a very prolific offense and Cleveland not so much especially with uh Tyrod Taylor but the defense only gave up two touchdowns and then the one from the one yard line so it's kind of gone according to form so far uh be interesting to see what happens this week against Baltimore which Tends to play well at home and not very well on the road, and uh, but
1: always very well against the Steelers. Boswell hits a couple kicks, a uh, completely different record.
6: Sports this hour brought to you by BobbyRayhall.com. Boy, the Browns could say the same thing.
1: Yeah, well, that's About true. they missing
6: kicks. Yeah, they could have been 1-0 to start, 2-1 right now. That's what happens with those kicks when you miss them. Uh, The Steelers, uh, they're they're trying to get better defensively. They've been trying for some time. And last night's effort included starting Cody Sensabaugh at right cornerback instead of Artie Burns. And then they wind up rotating the two at the position. This on a night when they are without Morgan Burnett, who did not dress because of a health issue. The information I got uh, early yesterday afternoon was they weren't sure who was going to start. And then by the time we got around to doing the pregame show, uh, Jerry Dulac had Cody Sensabaugh as the starter, but nobody had this rotation thing coming. 2-2. And that tells you just how exasperated they are. They don't know what to do there. And uh, 30-27 to over the Buccaneers and 411 passing yards allowed. Did not clarify it. Here's Mike Tomlin.
9: Uh, we'll keep working in that area. We'll keep working and playing guys until someone shows themselves you know, in terms of being solid in that area. um, I really appreciate, you know, all of those corners played tonight. Um, You know, Artie Burns and and Cody um, and and, um, Sensor Ball, those guys, um, you know, kicked in. But we just got to have better play in terms of uh, not giving up that big play down the field in one-on-one circumstances.
6: I think is he he's... so exasperated there <laughs> that he thought
3: Artie Burns and Cody and Sensabaugh were three guys? I was going to say, I think he's leaning towards Sensabaugh. He named him twice. <laughs> yeah, Cody <laughs> and Artie and
6: uh, Sensabaugh. Here's the deal. They know Cody <laughs> Sensabaugh is not the answer. They saw that last year. But so let's bring back. Burns is just too inconsistent right now. And you see him, he seems to be making progress in training camp. He'll make plays in games and then he'll have these these periods where he just zones out, and he bid on a double move last night. They gotta, they gotta find a way to reach him and, and get him to resemble the number one pick that he is. It's not going to work uh, without him. You, know, you might recall he was one of uh, defensive coordinator Keith Butler's chosen five, mm-hmm. the, the, the players he identified as having to stand up this year. Already, Burns was one of them. Bud Dupree was one of them. Sean Davis was one of them. How's that that working
3: out? Stephon Tewitt was one of them. He didn't mean stand up after you just had a touchdown caught on you. He did not mean that. He meant before that.
6: The other thing they did uh, entering this game was simplify the defense, i.e. dumb it down, try to do less. That way you have a chance to screw up fewer things, right? Uh, Here's uh, Mike Hilton talking about that.
7: Oh, yeah, man. We we didn't have a lot of calls. You know, uh, we we felt confident in the scheme we had and the scheme running against them. Uh, We cut down a lot of different things and just played ball. It put us in position to make plays. You know, it gave opportunities for the D-line to get sacked, so it worked hand in hand.
6: Mike Hilton uh, left in the second half with an elbow injury. He said it was hyperextended. He said last night he will play against Baltimore for for what that's worth. That's worth more than not having him. No, I'm just the player's not always the definitive... He wants to play, and he says he's going to play. We'll, we'll see what the coaches say. But uh, he didn't say, boy, my arm is all messed up, and see you next year. So that's good. Uh, Joe Hayden talked about uh, less is more uh, working
7: as well. Uh, we didn't have as many checks, you know, um, as many different lineups. We kind of played what we played, you know, and um, just go out there, make our call, and then just line it up and um, execute. So I think that was a really good job of coaches getting the calls in really early to us so we can be able to talk it up and uh, know what we were doing.
6: Yeah, uh, Vince Williams is the defensive signal caller. He gets the call from the sideline from defensive coordinator Keith Butler. And according to Bud Dupree, the way it went more often than not was Butler made the call and then Vince relayed it, and that's kind of what they stayed with. They didn't uh, worry about trying to change it three times while the opponent is calling the signals and didn't do a lot of reacting to what Tampa was doing. They just stuck to their guns, and uh, Bud Dupree said it worked well. No, just not in many checks. Yeah, so we um,
4: you know, we just, whatever any call we played, Whatever he said, yeah, it was on Vince today, not uh, not, a, not a call sheet.
6: Uh, Vince Williams uh, didn't want to get real detailed into that process, but he thought it worked, too.
7: So, I'm not elaborating on that. Just go talk to Bud. If you want an elaboration, talk to Bud. I'm pretty sure he explained it. We just had a great game plan. We went out there. Coach Butts called it great. We played it great. We came out with a W. That's what's the most you important. Thing.
1: Yeah,
6: got the W.
7: Only gave up 411
6: passing yards.
1: The penalties last night, I know that he says that he he's only concerned relative to who they're playing. Meaning, if the other team's racking up a bunch of penalties, too. Yeah. Well, I know. mean, he'd
6: prefer not to have them, but that, right. that's just a barometer, I think, of how the game's being called as well. And that is a fact.
1: R- yeah, right. Like, they're calling everything on both yeah. sides. Well, you, you get know, 14 so you penalties,
6: do. the other team gets 13. But there's I mean, also that's...
1: some horrific, egregious penalties being committed on a regular basis, including like the first play of the game, these guys can't get started without taking a step backwards. Well, six of them were on
6: special teams for seventy-five of the hundred and fifty-five yards. Six of the thirteen, almost half, and seventy-five of the buck fifty-five, almost half.
1: Jordan Berry was better last night. His first punt, his first punt stunk, uh, but you know, first two weeks he was not good. Boswell, we know he's not been good, but I think everybody still you know the the light is still on for for chris boswell who just signed a huge contract yeah, with has got to be right. I mean, that guy was clutch last year you know he can do it it he'll come back i i'm confidence in that guy but the special teams punt coverage gave up a touchdown last night but for a hold on the line which probably was inconsequential on the return i never saw where it was uh, but boy did that open up i mean that
6: you could see that coming a mile away First guy missed, fell down,
1: and that, he was gone. Danny Smith needs to get these guys act together. Special oh, think, teams has been a disaster for three weeks. I think there's a lot weeks. of that going around. Cam Hayward, when we return, carry on our Hayward son. He couldn't have got much sleep last night, but he's answering the bell this he morning. He's got more than me. Yeah, well, you know, at least he didn't have to listen to Jason Witt. Responsibly. Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show on your home of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 102.5 DVE, joining us right now, Team Captain Cam Hayward, brought to you by Dawn's Appliances this morning on DVE. Cam, good morning. How are you?
8: I'm
1: a little tired. Oh, dude, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I can't believe you. You didn't have to come on with us today. That was super cool of you.
8: No, no. I keep my promise, uh, and uh, you know I like talking to you guys.
1: I know. well, we like it too, but you could've slept another hour. Sorry, but thanks for doing this. So first question I have for you is you realize you got memed before the game was over last night?
8: Yeah, I got memed, and it went crazy um uh. Luckily, I didn't have internet on the plane, because there were some funny memes out there I saw. (laughs)
10: Um,
8: You know, any fiasco, it felt like I was the guy in the background pointing at it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a favorite? I think my favorite one is when uh, they had a picture of Iverson stepping over uh, to Ron Liu, and I'm pointing at Iverson as he does it. Uh.
6: <laughs> but th- That reaction was genuine, though. I mean, you've been at this a while now. Apparently you haven't seen something quite like that in a while, if if ever before. Uh,
8: well, the one of A.B. last year uh, versus Kansas City, where he caught that ball, it was a bobble ball, and then he took it to the house. Um, oh, the guy missed Ram- the
6: interception and it went up in the yeah. air.
8: Yeah, uh, and me and Ramon got caught on that one. This one, this one was a little bit more dirty. Uh, <laughs> you don't see many people get a uh, choke slam to the ground uh, <laughs> and then get walked over to go get a touchdown.
3: What What is life going to be like for Conti after this? Do you have to go into the witness protection program? I mean, does he retire? What, I, I just can't imagine him ever living that down.
8: Yeah, hopefully he doesn't pull a Vontae Davis and retire uh, before the next game. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, I saw some videos last night. This wasn't his first time getting stiff-armed. And I, I guess Vance knew that. <laughs> Um, oh, no kidding. So he had a little, he had a book on him. Yeah. Uh, I found out that uh, there's there's some video floating around that. Uh, he he had been getting that from uh, different guys. And Vance gave him everything he wanted and <laughs> more. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was brutal last night. I'll tell you what, though. You know what else was brutal was, uh, you know, watching that game towards the end, going down to the oh. wire, and it looked like, Fitzpatrick was going to regain the magic and bring these guys back from what was once a 20-point deficit. What were you stressing to the defense at that point when uh, you were, well, a couple of plays away from uh, looking at a tie game?
8: Yeah, um, you know, we went, before we went on the series, I just told the guys, um, anything that's happened doesn't matter to, to this point. Um, I understand we've made mistakes, uh, and football games aren't going to be perfect. But, uh you know, just go out there and play football, communicate um we know what we have to do you know if you have any questions, ask them before you go on the field and feel confident in what you're doing um and you that last drive we did uh we got off the field um pretty quick, but uh you know it, it's just about understanding every drive it doesn't have to be uh, indicative of of the next um I think in the third quarter, they had a lot of success and uh, they got moving. I think they got like 10 points, um uh, in the, in the third quarter. Uh, and some were self-inflicted, but some were just, you know, Mike Evans being a, being a beast that he is, uh, and that can't mess with our confidence. We just gotta keep going and, you know, uh, fighting through that, you know. Um, we, we have guys that are, you know, tough-minded guys. Sometimes you just gotta relate to the group and say, start all over again. Zero-zero. Make a play, let's get off this field and get this ball back to our offense.
6: Cam, where's Artie Burns' head right now, do you think? Uh I, based on what he went through last night. You guys you guys need him. He knows you need him mm-hmm. and yet he didn't start and he split time. How does he respond
8: to that, you think? I, I really don't look at it like that. You know, the coaches make the decision like that, but I was happy as heck when he got that when he caused that fumble. Um you know I know everything hasn't been going this way. it has' been perfect, but sometimes you just like to see the ball go the right way for you know someone that's been going through a lot um you know I'm sure I've had my hiccups i I'm sure I've had to take my lumps um but it makes you a better player because of it um you know, I know everybody's been tough on him, but you know when he's out there, you know we're a better team uh, when he when he when he plays his best ball. Uh, and so, you know, we just got to keep stressing it to them. Um, understand that it's a long road to where we want to get to, and everybody's going to be a part of it. Uh, and you know, I think that him stripping that fumble from Mike Evans early—I I was truly excited to see him do that because, you know, sometimes you just want to see stuff go the right way.
1: You kept the uh, the AFC or NFC rather, offensive player of the week at bay for most of the game, you know, you had a touchdown early, and then you guys, you know, held them for three and a half quarters, basically, until uh, the onslaught happened there at the end. Is there a bend-but-don't-break, you know, uh, philosophy that you guys have that you need to reinforce so that uh, you finish out these
8: games? Um, No. I think the, the main thing is whatever it takes, come home with this win. Um, you know, I always think the first – win is always the hardest for some reason um because you know everybody's pressing a little bit more um but you know to we did so much did so good early uh we did ourselves a disservice in the ha- at half when um i don't think it was a lot of drives but they sustained them uh and got points out of them um you know we just gotta you know sure some things up uh and it just keep stressing, you know. Um, one thing I really did like in this game is when we were in the red zone, you know, you were going to have to work for everything mm. you got. You know, it wasn't just you were getting seven. You got, you got some threes. Um, when they were coming out, getting a, a pick six by Bud uh, due to pressure by Dan McCullers, um, you know, those are things we can control. And, you know, I thought we got our hands on a lot of balls by – you know, batting them up in the air, and our court, our DBs were being opportunistic. And that's what you got to do. You know, it's not always going to be perfect. We don't look at those stats like that. We look at it as did you get the W or not? Did you get the turnovers or not? Um, because that's a, what all matters at the end.
3: Got your hands on Fitzpatrick a couple of times. They, uh, several roughing the passer calls, and I think they even picked up one on you. What, what are the officials yeah. saying to you guys on the field, and are, how, uh, how much dialogue is happening in-game?
8: Oh, uh, um, I know they get sick of us because we just really don't know what to do. Um, you know, I the one I was so grateful they picked up because uh, I literally got pushed in the back. And all you do is just see, I don't even wrap up. I'm just putting my hands up because I know I I can't get this federally. I know it's too important. Um so, you know, I know we had some you know, mind-boggling penalties, you know, and we have to clean that up. But it's so hard to, you know, think about trying to, you know, you know, not hurt the quarterback, but, you know, punish the quarterback. You know, uh, I've been taught as a a young kid that if I can beat the offensive lineman and get to the quarterback, you know, make them pay for passing the ball. Um, The same way you make a running back pay for running the ball. You know, there's not a lot. I understand we play a violent sport and we're trying to keep everybody safe, but it comes to a point where you know those guys got pads on too. Um, you know, they they put on their their knee pads and their shoulder pads, and um, they put on a helmet for a reason. We can't take that away.
1: Uh, Cam, it looked like you were talking to AB after the game last night. What did you say to him? Man,
8: I, I was I was happy. Um, you know, I just told him the monkeys off our bed to get win number one you know let's keep this thing rolling Uh, it's uh, you know uh, I'm just there for my teammates and I'm excited for them Uh, you know AB had a big play for us James Conner was ready Ben played great for us Um, a lot of guys had turnovers for us you know along this journey everybody's gonna make different plays and you know I just wanna be excited for all of them
6: Cam a couple players uh, in the secondary said Fewer calls, fewer checks. Bud Dupree said, "You guys basically ran what Vince Williams called, which is what he got from the sideline. It was less trying to adjust to what the offense was, maybe showing you in terms of formation, and just more concentrating on playing." Did that? Yeah. Did that help?
8: Um, you know, I think it helped a lot because uh, sometimes we do do double calls, and we still did it uh, during the, our game, but there was less of them. Um, you know, less structure things and more um personnel based. Sometimes we get too far into our structures where you know, if we see trips to the boundary or some or force strong to the to the strength, I mean to the field. Um and then, you know, you see motions back and forth. You know, sometimes the offenses wanna play those games with you games with you. Um, but the game plan was great and uh, I thought we executed pretty good in the first half. There were, there were a couple of mistakes and things that can be cleaned up, but uh, you know, overall you just gotta go with the W. Did
6: you feel like uh, there weren't any instances where you were just in the wrong thing for what they
8: did to you? Uh, I'd have to look back. I, I haven't had a chance yet, but uh, you know, I definitely, you know, um, I really do want to make a big emphasis of how Joe Hayden started that game. Um, you know, you know, breaking up that 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 uh, that pass early on. I think it was with Evan.
1: I think it was Evans. Um, he yeah, he and, went up on him a little bit.
8: Yeah, and you know, Evans isn't a small wide receiver, and I think it just set a tone for the you know for him and not the group around that was that wasn't to be tolerated. Um, Joe's a heck of a professional, um, and having him back there. You know, really, I think, ignited guys.
1: Cam Hayward, sponsored by uh, Don's Appliances this morning, and now you got another Sunday night game. From night game to night game. Does that
6: mean you have Saturday night off?
8: (laughs) Oh, no. we got meetings. (laughs) Um, You know, uh, we'll take these night games. It means we get W's. Uh, PA nights, here we come.
6: So you're not going to be heading out uh, to the central part of the state Saturday night?
8: Heck no. I'll be in my room uh, probably at 8.30. Uh, I'll rent a movie and call it a night.
0: <laughs> awesome. Not going to
1: watch the game. What?
8: Watch the game? I already know who's going to win.
1: <laughs> Don't need to watch a movie when you know the ending. Right. Yeah. Cam Hayward with us. Cam, so is it just a <laughs> foregone conclusion? Or are you guys just operating as if 26 is not coming back?
8: Um, I'm not gonna operate that way. Um, you know, we'd love to have him back, um, but we we it, it comes to a point where we just gotta just play football. Um, and if he shows up, he shows up. But we we gotta worry about what we can control, and we can control um, a guy that's not gonna be there.
1: Cam Hayward, we'll, we'll be there Sunday night. Steelers Ravens Sunday night football in the Berg. The first of four division games in the next five weeks. So time for you guys to make some hay.
8: Yes, sir. can't
1: wait. All right, man. Thanks so much for your time this morning, Cam. Appreciate it, man.
8: Thanks, guys.
1: Okay, bud. We'll it. see you. Cam Hayward, sponsored by Dawn's Appliances this morning. He's not watching a movie Saturday. No, man. he's watching the game. T V E. Did you ever think when you chose this as a profession that it would uh, be one of those things where even when you weren't working... People are still yelling at
10: you.
2: <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was going to say that because I felt like I was having a nice second cup of coffee here. And I was listening to you guys, and I was, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, what are you guys doing? Hold on a
4: minute,
2: fellas. So I just, you know, can, I have, can I get some extra sugar for my coffee? I'll be right back.
1: Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Gene's territory on the show earlier. He's great. Love having him on. Hey, today is National Voter Registration Day. I believe you have till October 9th to to get registered for the November midterms. But today is National Voter Registration Day. So you can go to pavoterservices.pa.gov and get registered there. I think you can also go to headcount.org. Uh, vote.org there's a million different ways to do it but make sure you're registered even if you think you are registered you have to double check now because they've purged a bunch of voter polls in different Mm -hmm. states and people have been having troubles in some of the uh, interim elections that have been held around the country so just make sure you're registered to vote even if you already think you are it's a good idea to just double check all right Val what do you got going on
0: Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. It's 62 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Citizens Bank. A former Facebook contract employee is suing the social media giant claiming her work there gave her PTSD. Selena Scola worked with the company for about nine months to police images and other content that violate the rules when it comes to everything from violence to child exploitation. Scola says the company didn't hold up its end of the bargain when it comes to workplace safety. Her attorney says she was left irreparably traumatized by what she saw. Now Scola says her PTSD can be triggered just by touching a computer mouse. The suit seeks class action status. Facebook says it takes support for content moderators very seriously. The divorce rate in the U.S. is falling and it's all thanks to Millennials. A new University of Maryland study found divorce rates fell 18% between uh, 2008 and 2016. It's because Millennials along with Generation Xers are waiting longer to get married and making sure they are marrying the right person. It also helps that they are more financially stable at that point. Meanwhile, baby boomers uh, continued to get divorced and remarried over and over again, even into their seventies.
3: Really, that's interesting. Yeah. What is that like? Their their parents have died Given off, it, and they're like, "Well, no more go. shame to keep this marriage together. Might as well go find happiness." You need someone to be there when you wake up from surgery. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can
1: you pick me up
3: from the hospital?
1: Yeah, I can't you're, drive. You're in your 70s. You just need a doctor buddy.
0: Uh, White Zinn is making a comeback. I think it already came back. White Zinfandel.
3: Well, it's back again.
0: California winem- winemakers are re-imaging White Zinfandel and getting wine drinkers to embrace the original pink wine, which people kind of made fun of for a while.
1: I drink Howard Zinfandel.
3: <laughs> it's very illuminated. It's so woke. Yeah, it is.
0: And speaking of wine, a winery has introduced the world's first flat wine bottle. Garcon Wines has designed a full-size wine bottle that's flat, like a flask. Apparently, the company created the flat wine bottle so they could easily slip through a letterbox slot, because in the UK, where it was designed, that's a big deal. Yeah, you, you get know, wine
3: when you want to you mail your friend a bottle uh, <laughs> right. of wine.
0: Having a tough day? Have some wine.
3: I mailed you some more wine. I put it in the mail slot.
0: And in a similar uh, story, a new study revealed wine in the can is not some (laughs) fly-by-night fad, but a trend that... Betty
1: Arbuckle got in trouble for that.
0: (laughs) ...looks to be here to stay. People like it for the convenience, the sustainability, and it's cheaper, apparently.
3: I don't think you should butt chug wine. I think that's dangerous. (laughs) I'm agreeing with Bill. Oh, different. I'm sorry. Uh,
0: They have a limited limited, uh, selection, though, in the can. Well, yeah
1: there's only so much you can do
3: in the can we're 10 years old
1: i got four hours sleep i mean you know
3: i don't blame us either do i that's important as long as we don't blame us
0: well not everybody can cook but if do you know people who can't cook yes what's the one thing they can cook
1: Spaghetti. No. Pizza. No. Macaroni and cheese.
0: <laughs> eggs. Oh. Everybody. Everybody I know who can't cook can cook eggs.
1: I had a roommate in college who fried bologna. He uh, oh, that's my all he all he did, man. He, and he I mean, thought he was a gourmet chef. He's like, shit. you want a fried bologna? I'm like, that's okay. I'd like to talk to people the rest of the day. The bologna, <laughs> it sucks less if you fry it.
0: Americans were asked, "What?" well, it's kind of like a hot dog.
1: It tastes exactly like a hot dog. Once you fry it, it's a hot dog.
0: Yeah. It's just a different shape. Mm-hmm. It's just squashed. You can uh,
3: put it in a mail slot.
0: Right. <laughs> you're having a bad day, have some fried now, bologna. Now, if
1: you can get bologna in the can, you're really,
0: <laughs>
1: you're onto something. Okay.
3: <laughs> that's not safe
0: for work.
1: And that's why millennials don't get married.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Americans were asked what foods they know how to make. The number one answer was eggs. Eggs. I don't know why that's what everybody... <laughs> why
3: did I say pizza like that's making. that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, dude. I can cook a pizza. We're in fumes. Number I, two... I look at the back of the box. It says cook for 10 to 12 minutes. Oh, right.
0: Remove from wrapper. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> uh number two on the list hamburgers
3: yeah it's pretty easy to make a burger then
0: it's grilled cheese yeah which do you make grilled cheese
3: I
1: don't
0: I do once in a while
1: once in a while I haven't had one in a while that's do... a go to for kids yeah when I'm sick I'll good. go buy like a, 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 a like a tomato, tomato soup, soup grilled ch- cheese
0: best cheese for grilled cheese American mm, Monterey Jack cheddar it melts better
3: I don't know. Why are you angry about me? Why'd you call
1: me Jack? <laughs> Here's the thing. Ham, if, if you do a, a grilled ham right? and cheese with a slice of tomato in it.
0: Oh, do you get fancy? you put like apple slices No, in I don't there, do that. Right? No,
1: like brie and all that crap. No. Yeah. But if if you do, um, I know what it is. No, brie and make it no, delicious. Yeah. Why would I do that? No. <laughs> that garbage? I don't
0: know what you're talking about.
1: That's such a wussy sandwich. <laughs> that is absolutely delicious. Especially if you put a little, little raspberry little dip on the side of that then your world would open up like never before. But still, if you do the grilled ham and cheese with a tomato in it, first of all, it's delicious, but you have to let it cool down because you think a McDonald's apple pie is hot when it's coming out on that first bite.
3: Cheese. The tomato lava.
1: Oh. When
3: you put a tomato in a grilled cheese, oh my God. Yeah, we had that one of those sandwich makers that you got from, it was like- De Panini? Uh, no, it was like, <laughs> it was just this weird it, sandwich- the sandwich maker that was like uh like but a wait there's more yeah only the, a plug-in yeah it was definitely bought off an infomercial <laughs> and my mom would make it and the cheese was liquid and so hot because she <laughs> shaved it off that Velveeta brick oh yeah that so used it to sit it easier yeah and that would just burn you to high heaven <laughs> it's like Ma- okay now i'm 2 face.
0: <laughs> mashed potatoes next on the list which you could really screw up, mashed potatoes. Yeah, I was
3: gonna say I don't know how to Who, make mashed yeah, potatoes. Yeah, that's not that's not like an easy thing. Rice. Yeah, rice is easy, Pretty
0: especially it's water and rice. Mm. I mean, minute rice, mac and cheese. That
1: takes ten minutes though. Mac and cheese, craft mac and cheese, really made that easy yeah, for you. Man. You know what? All those fancy places, all of the like, you know, uh, like hipster nouveau cuisine mm-hmm. places that give you like the trendy, trendy mac and cheeses. Dude, nothing tastes as good as the Kraft stuff with the probably carcinogen-filled <laughs> orange powder. Yeah, that orange
3: dust. What is that stuff? It's, it's so they, delicious,
1: think- though. That's the best one. The be- I don't care how many cheeses you put in it, what kind of pasta you use. The best mac and cheese is a big thing of hot Kraft mac and cheese straight out of the, the pot. Is that I- the
0: same stuff they put on cheese popcorn?
3: It yeah. tastes like it, yeah. I-, I gotta say, though, I like the adult uh, mac and cheese that you get at Cap Grill, the lobster, lobster mac and cheese. Oh, Do you well
1: know what the nutritional so, content wow. is on those? Probably it's not great.
0: Here, month supply in fat, and it's yeah. delicious. Mm-hmm. I want to.
3: Isn't the, the <laughs> isn't that new place the Yard? Don't they specialize in grilled cheese sandwiches? I don't know. Like different, like gourmet grilled cheeses. Cafe
1: I O and Mount Lebanon does. I know that, but I've I haven't uh, ordered grilled cheese at the Yard. See,
0: when you make a grilled cheese, you gotta you gotta put something over it. You got to put like a lid on it.
3: Yeah, to help the cheese melt. Because if
0: not, then you burn the bread before the cheese melts. And that's That's no good for anybody. Then you're standing over the sink with a knife scraping the burnt stuff off.
1: If you go to Cap Grill and you get the lobster mac and cheese, here's what you're in for.
0: You can't eat the whole thing in one sitting. That's too much.
1: Total fat, well, I 113 grams. Yes. I'm in. Calories, 1,670. Okay, that's maybe a lot more <laughs> than I thought. Col- so, Cholesterol, yeah, I 495 uh, milligrams. That's 165% of your daily recommended daily allowance there. And uh, not not bad on the carbs, only 113 grams. Hmm. 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 Fifty grams of protein though. Hey. Yeah, that's right. So if you want to go lobster pump some iron afterwards, and try not to fart lobster, you're in good shape.
0: <laughs> steak people fart know how lobster. to make steaks.
1: Yeah, you gotta know how to work a grill. I think that's like a man card thing, <laughs> you know, like one. you you gotta know how to work the grill, clean <laughs> the grill.
3: Low heat.
0: Right? Is that it? I, I thought know. it was hot. I don't know. I made a T bone the other day and it was as tough as shit. <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: Oh yeah.
3: Might have just been the steak.
0: No, I don't think it was. I think it was me.
3: Uh, really? I
0: thought it was like to cook it. I thought it was fast. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. Like you sear the outside. I don't know. Maybe we should ask somebody at Capitol Grill how to cook a steak. Uh, pancakes or waffles? Well, I mean, you just put those in the Waffles toaster. or
1: toaster. Pancakes are not easy. I don't care what anybody says. This
0: one's tough. Omelets. A- Scrambled eggs is different than omelets.
1: Guy taught me a good cheat code on an omelet in college. He was like a chef major, or whatever, and he's like, I kept screwing up omelet, and he was like, Dude, he's like, take it out, put it under a broiler real quick. It'll cook the inside. Pull it out, and he's like, and flip it. Flip it. Yeah. What?
0: That's oh, chef stuff there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but it is right. It, you know, if you put, if you use a cast iron pan, you put it under a broiler, mm-hmm. it'll just yeah grill all, sear everything on top, and you won't have to sit there and try to like time it perfect and flip it over yeah, and screw up
3: the flip cuz then you screw up the flip my omelet always turns into a scramble right
0: tacos the last thing on the list it that's just per- that's pretty assembly much everybody can cook yeah. Uh, The Rolling Stones set to release a live collection titled Voodoo Lounge Uncut. The upcoming release features for the first time the full unedited performance filmed November 25th, 1994 at Miami's Joe Robbie Stadium. The collection will be available in multiple formats, including DVD, Blu-ray, DVD, CD, vinyl, LP, and digital. Voodoo Lounge Uncut will be available November 16th. Finally, Asya Argento says... She has been accused of pushing boyfriend Anthony Bourdain to suicide because of her infidelity. In her first interview since the Parts Unknown host killed himself and her sexual assault came to light, the Italian actress tells Daily Mail TV, quote, People say I murdered him. They say I killed him. I understand the world needs to find a reason. I'd like to find a reason, too. People need to think that he killed himself for something like this. He cheated on me, too. It wasn't a problem for us. What I do feel terrible about is that he had so much pain inside of him, and I didn't see it. I didn't see it, and for that, I'll feel guilty for the rest of my life. End quote. Bourdain died on June 8th. Forecast today, rainy, mid-70s for the high. It's 62 at DBE. Well,
1: you know, it was a up-and-down game for the Steelers last night. Looked like they could have really put him away early, but then they let him creep back in, and you got that gnawing feeling. Oh no, Uh-oh. this is gonna end badly. But in the first half, they were really clicking on all cylinders in the defense, so they were letting up big plays. They were also sort of balancing it out by coming up with some big plays of their own. You know, they didn't used to be a turnover machine. We used to beg for defensive turnovers from these guys. And this year, it's been a little more fruitful in that regard. And last night, Bud Dupree bearing fruit. DVE Sports. All right, Mike Persuda. With your sports right now on the DV Morning Show. Flew back from Tampa last night with the Steelers on the team plane. He's here for you now with an update.
6: Sports is our brought to you by CBS Television. A great night for the offense last night, or should I say a great half night for the offense, in that 30-27 Steelers victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Steelers will take it. They are 1-1-1. and 0-2-1 would have been bad, but uh, they don't have to worry about that. Instead, they can uh, exhale and uh, maybe get their feet back under them and get ready for the Baltimore Ravens Sunday night at Heinz Field. The end of the game, critical. The Steelers got uh, a three and out after having to punt the ball back to the Buccaneers. And Ryan Fitzpatrick had a chance to drive his team down for a tying field goal or a winning touchdown. It didn't happen. And then the Steelers' offense able to kill out the last two-plus minutes of the game. Uh, Critical moments at the end of the second quarter as well. Tampa Bay had a first and goal at the Steelers five and uh, tried to run for some reason and got two yards. And then a couple of incompletions. One on second down due in part to a quarterback hit from T.J. Watt and one on third and goal from the three. Uh, Joe Hayden just getting his hand in and preventing Chris Godwin from catching a touchdown pass. So Tampa settles for three. To make it twenty-three to ten, and then the Steelers get the ball back with a buck fifteen left, all three of their timeouts remaining, and Ben Roethlisberger drives them seventy-five yards in nine plays. They score a touchdown with six seconds left and a half to make it thirty to ten. It was uh, well, it, you can't do a two-minute drive much better than the Steelers did that one. Here's no. Ro- here's Roethlisberger.
9: <laughs> I wish it would work like that every time. That That's big for us, right, knowing that you got to get points. You've got three timeouts, a minute, and some change. And uh, to take it down the field um, like we did against that defense that was throwing some different looks at us, uh, just proud of, of the way everybody stepped up linemen, because that's it's a big tempo. You know, we're moving quick, and a lot of guys got involved on that drive um, as well as all night. You know, a lot of people made plays tonight.
6: Yeah, he's not kidding. Uh, seven for eight on the – excuse me, eight of nine on the drive. For 75 yards and uh, the one yard touchdown to Ryan Switzer. Completed passes to Antonio Brown, James Connor, Juju Smith Schuster, James Washington, and Switzer on that drive. Five different guys catching the ball on nine attempts. Uh, four, Incredible. Four times they were able to complete passes and guys got out of bounds Brown, Smith Schuster, Connor, and then Smith Schuster again, saving those timeouts. Realizing how much you can get and not trying to be a hero and, and try to make that last guy miss and get caught in bounds. Take what you can get, get out, hit him again. Uh that really worked well, and as it turned out, that was critical. It uh it, it gives you an idea what the Steelers offense can do even without Le'Veon Bell. James Conner uh able to handle the two minute stuff. He had an eighteen yard reception. And he didn't run real effectively. They didn't really try to establish the run, but he had a couple of big runs late that helped him put the game away. They're fine with James Conner at running back. He's not going to be Le'Veon Bell, but they don't need Le'Veon Bell.
3: The offense isn't going to run through Conner, but no. he, he can complement some of the
6: receivers. I shouldn't say they don't need him. They would be better with him, assuming he's in shape and motivated, which I don't know if he's either one of those things. But the, the drop-off at running back has not been precipitous.
1: Yeah, it's
6: there's a drop off though. But yes, McConner's pretty good and he he's a guy that should get better. And he's earning less in a year than Le'Veon Bell gives up each week. The more he plays, probably eating less too.
1: Probably. or saving in the calf.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, the Levell saga, you know, you heard Cam say, you know, he's not giving up last hour on giving up hope on him showing up but I I I think he's done here, right? I mean it it appears to be the case that
6: way. Well, I you know, it's I, I think it's in a holding pattern if somebody gives them a decent trade offer, the reports over the weekend were that they are listening. I can't imagine what anyone would give up for him right. at this point point. and I don't th- the key for the Steelers I think is to not react emotionally to this and just kind of ride it out. You you don't want this guy playing against you this year in the AFC playoffs. I think that's the goal now. You were hoping he would play for you and help you get to the Super Bowl, but now you just hope he's not uh, part of the problem uh, as opposed to being part of the perceived solution. You also saw uh, an incredible splash play from Vance McDonald, uh, the tight end acquired just before the regular season last year, often injured since, but a guy who arrived here with a lot of offensive potential, and uh, he turned a short catch-and-run pass from Roethlisberger into a 75-yard touchdown because he saw an opportunity to apply a stiff arm and didn't waste it
9: i love contact and it, it, again it's if a db or a safety wants to take me up high then god bless him because i'm gonna i'm gonna hit him hard and that's that's my goal and you know a lot of times you know i don't think about using a stiff arm but he was just slow playing it so much so it, he gave me a big target what is slow just kind of like waiting for me to either cut back in the field or whatever and then just yeah i mean that's a mistake
1: <laughs> I like yeah. that, dude. You don't I wait for
6: a, you don't wait for those big guys to come at you with momentum. You, you get up on them, and uh, I guess they'll hit Vance McDonald low from now on. That was uh, that was not a lot of guys can do that. It was the best Pittsburgh touchdown I've seen in a long time. That will be on Sports Center. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the Steelers, uh, you know. Collecting themselves and playing well enough to win last night. Uh, there was as much drama last week as there has been, and there has been a lot. Remember we had the Antonio Brown skipping out on Monday, and then uh, Mike Tomlin announcing unspecified discipline, and then that another bizarre Antonio Brown uh, press conference I- explaining things. Uh, ben Roethlisberger asked last night in the postgame how the Steelers are able to handle such things.
9: Uh, we 're used to it No, <laughs> um, honestly, I think we just we 've got a great group of veteran guys you know coach's been here for a long time. Um, the linemen I always say are, are the catalysts of our group i know i 've been here for a long time, but that that group of guys, that group of five guys, and then you throw b j Finney into it and you know those guys just kind of they drive us. I tell them before every game we 're going to go as you guys go. And that's that's true for the game, but it's also true kind of in in life and in the locker room. You know, they they help control us, and we just got a veteran group that is able to kind of handle some of those distractions, if you will.
6: Yeah, they're uh, they're still uh, widely recognizable as team turmoil. There's still a lot of stuff going on with the Steelers, but uh, Antonio Brown maintains they can handle a lot of stuff.
7: Well, we together, you know. Uh, Coach Randy, Coach Tomlin, they do a great job with uh, keeping us together. Um, challenging us together uh, calling out calling each other out in the, in front of the group when something's going wrong uh, Randy usually have a sheet uh, who made who dropped the ball who messed up so everyone taking accountability you know, when everyone take accountability uh, definitely make us tighter together always warms that's my, what
3: we need always
6: warms my heart when I hear Antonio Brown talk about accountability
3: we need those guys tightened together hey he got
1: you know, got on the board last night. We need to get him going. I get frustrated when I see Ben trying to get him involved when he should have already looked ball. him off.
3: Right.
6: It's not going to change, cuz. I know. You saw of it a couple times business. last night where he's like, he's yeah.
1: pumping, like, he's like, get get open, get open. And he knows, you know, any other guy, he's already looking to, because he knows somebody else is open. But in order to placate this, you know. Good example
6: of that is the play. I, I forget exactly when it was, but, uh, I think it was Grimble running to the corner and one of the Tampa Bay defensive backs ended up getting hurt on it because he ended up running into the wall and there was a collision behind the end zone. Yeah. yeah. Grimble was wide open at the start of that play and Ben was doing just what you said, looking at Brown, waiting for him to make that one last move. If he'd thrown that ball right away to Grimble, he might have run it into the end zone, caught it and run fifteen or twenty yards. Instead Grimble kept going, he saw him late and tried to fit it in before everybody went out of bounds and that's gonna that's And the frustrating thing about that, Mike That's the price of uh cream pie.
1: Yeah. The frustrating thing though, you cannot placate the implacable.
6: There is no satisfying A B. And part of that is why he's so great, but when it is uncontrollable is when it becomes a problem. So they got when to manage. When are
3: losing, it becomes a,
6: an issue. Sure does. And they got to manage that mm-hmm. and they got to be cognizant of that all the time. And that's why you hear Ben Roethlisberger announcing to the media, I'm sorry I reacted
1: poorly when he screwed up again. Foul, one of the rednecks in Ozarks used the word implacable and I had to look it up. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's AB.
3: <laughs> he is implacable. But they were kind of on I'm a, Implacably uh, dressed tonight. <laughs> unofficial, my son implacable?
6: Unofficial two-week mission after uh, you know opening the season 0-1-1. They, they really right. needed to get out and get a win. Now 1-1-1 looks great, right? And hey, 500 could be could be better if not for a couple of things. You got Baltimore coming in. Uh, that That's kind of the second half of this daily double this week. Got to beat the Ravens. Then you're 2-1-1. And you're in very good shape in the division, and
1: you're starting to roll. Oh, we're starting to roll, all right. Let's go. Tonight on DVE, Steelers Huddle is back, 7 to 8 p.m., with Jerry Dulac, Dale Lolly, and Steelers defensive end, Stefan To it.
3: Tooitt.
1: A special tribute to Phil Hartman when we come back. Steelers Huddle, back tonight on DVE, 7 to 8, with Stefan Tooitt. Your home of the black and gold, DVE. the dve morning show phil hartman would have been 70 years old today
0: i just saw Wee herman tweet that
1: yes as did i which is why i thought we got to pay a little tribute to inarguably in my estimation the most important snl character ever phil hartman player not character he was nicknamed the glue for on, sure on the cast because you know he, he was in everything. He was the glue. He held everything together. He was the most well liked guy there, like ever. He did had a really long career there. Yeah, he did tons of voices on The Simpsons, hilariously so. Uh, and he and, was the straight man in everybody else's skit. He yeah, he would definitely prop up a lot of other people's sketches by doing character work and doing the straight man stuff uh, early on. He had a career as a graphic designer. He designed albums, covers, and logos for bands like Poco, America, Steely Dan. He came up with a logo for Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Huh.
3: Come on. Yeah, that. pretty
1: interesting, right? Uh, here he is doing my favorite, one of my favorite characters that he did uh, on SNL, Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer.
10: It's just key, Rock, Your Honor, <laughs> and yes, I'm ready. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm just a caveman. I fell in some ice and later got thawed out by some of your scientists. Your world frightens and confuses me. Sometimes the honking horns of your traffic make me want to get out of my BMW and run off into the hills or whatever. Sometimes when I get a message on my fax machine, I wonder, did little demons get inside and type it? I don't know. My primitive mind can't grasp these concepts. But there is one thing I do know. When a man, like my client, slips and falls on a sidewalk in front of a public library, then he is entitled to no less than $2 million in compensatory damages <laughs> and $2 million in punitive damages.
1: Thank you. Oh, yes. Just brilliant stuff Did there you? from uh, Phil Hartman. He was the best. Last night's game, Mike, Pittsburgh Steelers get the much-needed W. Quick look at the top five plays of the game, as determined by me, <laughs> for no good reason. He Rock. Rock came up with these. Number five, I'm going I'm to throw you for a loop for a little bit because I think this is important to get this guy going. Rookie Terrell Edmonds getting his first oh,
0: pick. Happy for him.
1: As a Pittsburgh Steeler.
4: Oh, no, that's not an empty set. That's Fitzpatrick throwing it after a fake, and it's intercepted at the 30. That's Terrell Edmonds, and he's running with the football. How about the 50? How about the 45? Still on his feet at the 40, and he's down at the 35-yard line.
1: Yeah, I thought that was big for for him and for the D last night, which came up with a bunch of turnovers. One uh, in particular is your
4: fourth play of the night. Bud Dupree with a pick six. Fitzpatrick under center, going to play action fake. He's going to throw pass, intercepted with the football, running to the pylon, and that's a touchdown for Bud Dupree. A Steelers special, special defensive play for the second-year man who hails from Kentucky.
1: Set up by McCullers, who was able to get penetration, got in the backfield, got a hand on Fitzpatrick, and Mike, you rush the quarterback, you put pressure on him, good things happen. Absolutely,
6: even when Dan McCullers does it.
1: <laughs> uh, at number three, get him involved. A.B. gets his first of the year.
4: little quick pop to the right flat. Outrunning a man. In. Inside the 15, the 20, the 10 oh, is yeah. Antonio Brown. And that's a 28-yard touchdown. What a move he put on the defender, and he was gone.
1: First since the blow-up, second of the year. <laughs> first since the blow It felt like he was renewed, right? Yeah, The new A.B., Absolutely. That Browns game is a blur. Second biggest play of the game, as far as I was concerned. James Conner iced it for us last night. Held on to the ball. No fumble this time, Mike. And uh, he ratcheted off a couple of big runs there on the last drive to help secure it for the Steelers.
4: Gets the play underway and the handoff to Conner. Conner gets through the line of scrimmage. Wheels and deals, 35-40, 45-50. Tackled from behind at the 48-yard line by Jordan Whitehead. Two former teammates engaged in combat. Yeah, a couple of pick guys.
1: Big run for James Conner. He ended up with just about 100 yards total last 95. night. Okay. 60 yards rushing. Is that what he ended up with? I think it was 61 and 34. Okay. And your number one play of the night, come on, how could it not be? <laughs> Vance McDonald. Absolutely
4: trucking over Connie. He's back. Fires it to an open man and running up the field is Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald runs over a man. He's at the 40, the 35, the 30, the 25, the 20, the 15, 10. Touchdown. Vance McDonald completely ran over. Strong safety. Chris Conte and then just zoomed up the left sideline.
1: Yes, that's right. And the Steelers hold on for the 30-27 victory last night. A big one. They're 1-1-1 now heading into Sunday night against division rival Baltimore. That's a Sunday night game, week four of the NFL here on DVE, an 8-20 kickoff, coverage beginning at 4 p.m. here on your home of the Steelers, DVE.
6: One uh, statistical note amid all the minutia, and there's a ton of it, but this one's pretty cool. Uh, that was the 107th regular season win for the Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger coach quarterback tandem. That ties Chuck Knoll and Terry Bradshaw for the most in Steelers history. Wow. That is the third most in NFL history. Wow. And these guys are going to catch Don Shula and Dan Marino, who have 116, for second place. If not this year, then next year. Uh, They're not going to catch Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, who are at 197, including one this year in three tries. (laughs) But
1: that's a a significant number.
3: Yeah, that's impressive. Thanks
1: to Cam Hayward charlie batch and gene Sterator, whose segments are, are just great i love talking to gene Steratore each sorry week. sorry for ruining your coffee gene i know we just started yelling at him
3: which is okay <laughs> that's fine that's just muscle memory that's how you communicate yeah, yeah. with referees it's,
6: you know i got a few basketball bones to pick with him
1: too but we'll save that for another time that can be it for another time tomorrow on the show jeff conkle Returns Mr. Wednesday Merrill Hodge. I know he was a big fan of that uh Vance McDonald play, he retweeted that one. Mark Madden also going to be joining Merrill us Merrill tweets. Merrill tweets, hell yeah! Wow, yeah, there's an upset. Dang, but he does it from his deer stand. Yeah,
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he scopes out the right time and then he pounces. Steelers huddle back tonight on DVE from 7 8 with Jerry Dulac, Dale Lolly, and Steelers defensive end Stephon Tuitt Steelers huddle on DVE. Michelle's up next. With the electric lunch at noon. MVP job this morning, Mike. Coming back Thank on you. No yeah. Sleep, flying back from Tampa and doing the show this morning. It's what I do. It it's is how what, I roll. It's how you roll indeed. You'd have it no other way. I would have it no other way. Yeah, I know. How can you, you won't.
6: How can you talk about the game
1: when you weren't at the game? Mark Madden will be on the show tomorrow. He'll do it. <laughs> Maybe he could tell me. Yeah, he'll tell you what really happened. That's tomorrow on the show. Did I say Michelle's up next? I'm going to say it again. Thanks, so. Shell's up next. I'm finished.
5: You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't
10: touch your face. I hey got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby.
8: For now, you got to call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! <laughs>